The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Del High. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. It is an absolutely gorgeous day for football here at Schuler Field at the campus of Mount St. Joe University. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Blake Watson. We have got Lions football for you as the Lions, one and one on the season, coming off their loss last week to DePaul here at home, take on the Bluffton Beavers in the opening game of the Heartland Collegiate Conference, and that will be against the Beavers, who are 0-2 on the season after two crushing defeats in the opening two weeks of the year. Blake, as you look at this ball game, we talked about it in the pregame show. It's a game where the Lions are going to have to bounce back after trying to come back from a big deficit last week. Uh, yeah, they fought back hard last week um, to get back in that football game after they were down pretty big. Um, today they're going to try to not start off so slow, um, score some points early, maybe get off the field on third down on defense, and, uh, and keep this game close early, maybe even take a quick lead. You know, we went over the Heartland Conference standings, of course, just the overall standings. This is the first weekend of conference play. Does it surprise you that there are no unbeaten teams in the conference as of yet? It doesn't, because Franklin is perennially our best conference, or best team in our conference, and um, they play a really tough non-conference schedule. They go to Thomas Moore, who's a top 15 team every year in D3, and then they play at 1AA Butler. Um, so they, they, they start themselves off with a really tough couple games to get ready for the conference season. And everybody else is kind of, you know, a team that can win every week or a team that can lose every week. We've got a lot of teams that are really similar talent level-wise. How do you feel like this game is, the importance of this game being the first game of the conference season? It's extremely important, especially because Bluffton beat us last year. And if we would have won that game, we would have won the conference. Um, that's the game that kept us out of the playoffs a year ago. I mean, people could point to the Franklin game at the end of the year, but it's the Bluffton game was the one we should have won that we didn't. So today the Lions are going to have to, you know, almost get a little bit of revenge, protect their home turf, and and start the conference season off 1-0. and And they'll be doing it without their linebacker, Colby Webb, who is out today with the groin injury. He tried to play through it last week, could not do it. Nate Stone came in and played excellent football for the Lions last week, but Webb is out this week, and his status for the rest of the year is unknown. Mount St. Joe won the coin toss, but they have deferred to the second half, so the Beavers 
will get the football to start out. They're going to start behind their quarterback, number 10, Colby Spees, out of Wayne Trace High School near Paulding, Ohio. He'll be the signal caller this afternoon. They've got two wideouts, Micah Roberson. We haven't even talked about Roberson in this game, and he's their all-time leading receiver already just three games into the season. Yeah, Roberson's a really tough cover. Um, obviously, you know, rewriting Bluffton's record book as a wide receiver. And hopefully that doesn't continue today. The Lions can keep him from breaking any more records today. Well, Roberson is going to be set back at about his five-yard line with Drake Campbell, who's going to be returning this kickoff from Jerry Porter, the excellent kicker for the Mount St. Joe Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Blake Watson. Good to have you along this afternoon on Ultimate Sports Top. The weather is not going to be a factor here this afternoon as it is sunshine, clouds in the sky, but no rain on the forecast, and it's about 75 degrees here today. So we're set to get underway. Lions will be kicking off from right to left across your computer screen as Porter gets it all teed up, and we're set to begin the Heartland Conference schedule for 2017. Porter kicks it off. It is a high end over end kick that Roberson will take at his goal line. He's going to back in, but now bring it out to the 10, to the 15, cuts to the left, now back to the right, and takes it out to about the 17-yard line. So a return of 17 on the play for Roberson, and that is where Bluffton will start first and 10, and they come out no huddle immediately right up to the line of scrimmage. Roberson running it back. He's a one wide out. Esposicia at number 81. He is at the other wideout. Then you've got Camden and Phillips. Phillips is an H-back. Drake Campbell, the single setback, and Spies is going to run out of the shotgun. Looks like Tyler Hand is going to draw the early coverage on Roberson. That's the Lions' top corner. Spies now moves Drake Campbell over to the left-hand side. Ball on the near hat far hash mark. Spies is going to throw it out to the right side, and it is almost intercepted on the play by Hannah. They tried to go to Roberson right away. Uh, yeah, they tried to go to Roberson. It looked like a miscommunication, though. I think the quarterback, Spies, thought he was going to run a bit of a fly route, and Roberson broke it off for a slant. It was a really high throw. Hannah probably could have picked that, and it would have been six. Lions would have had a really quick lead in this game. Well, Bluffton's going to go no huddle again. They just look over to the sideline and get the play set up. Spies backs up out of the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Beavers. Now Campbell moves over to the right of Spies. Spies drops straight back, looks up the left-hand side. He's got a receiver. That's Roberson completed the 45 to the 50 into Lion territory. Cuts back to midfield to the 35-30, trying to outrun a tackler, and he's going to be tripped up and down at about the 17-yard line. Roberson with a big, big completion. Yeah, they got him isolated on a linebacker there on uh, Jermaine Drake. 68-yard reception. 68-yards. Um, and Taylon Robertson did a fantastic job running that down to not end up giving up a touchdown. And he caught him from, he was 15 yards back and caught him. So that is where Bluffton has it after the 68-yard reception to the 15-yard line is where they've got it spotted now in Lion territory. So again, the no huddle for Bluffton. We've just begun. We're only 42 seconds into this ball game. And Bluffton all of a sudden is in Lion territory, and now Spies wants to take a timeout, and he will. That was just a pretty throw, Blake, as you as he threw it up the left side to Roberson. But Roberson, you can't leave him that wide open. You know he's going to be the main focal point, at least out of their passing offense. Yeah, I mean, he was so wide open, though, that Spies probably could have ran down there and handed it to him. Um, Jermaine Drake got kind of beat pretty bad on that coverage, and he had no safety help over the top. 14-11 left to go in this first quarter of play. We have just begun 
here from Schuler Field. Next week, the Lions will be at Manchester. That's about a four-hour drive up in between Fort Wayne and Chicago. So we'll be there to bring you the action of that one. One o'clock with the pregame show, one thirty with the kickoff. But right now, the Lions are concerned about this drive by the Beavers. Ball resting at the Lions' 15-yard line. No score. Beavers got the opening kickoff, ran it out to the 17, and then boom, they're all of a sudden down to the 15-yard line of the Lions. Campbell lines up behind Spees. He didn't like what he saw out of the alignment of the defense for the Lions. Now he brings them back out after that timeout. Out of the shotgun ball in the center of the field. Now Spees wants Campbell to move from right to the left. Receivers out wide on both sides. A lot of movement on the line. Spees tried to draw off the lines, but he drew off his right tackle. Wyatt Gerald gives us an opportunity to run over the offense. Across that front line, Ian O'Donnell, the left tackle. Shannon McGowan, the left guard for Bluffton. The center is Coy Pruitt. Ethan Williams and Wyatt Gerald along the front line. Campbell is the running back. Louis Esposicia is the wide receiver, number 81. Micah Roberson is number two. Kenyon Camden and Tad Phillips are the other wide receivers to start out this ballgame. Campbell out of the shotgun, lines up to the left of Spees. Spees gets the snap, looks to his left. Now he's going to run it up the middle to the 15, tripped up and down at about the 12-yard line. A lot of action so far in this game, Blake, and we've only played 60 seconds. I mean, what else can you ask for to open a football game? You've had everything. Big plays, penalties, good play in the backfield there. Um, it's going to be a good start. Hopefully the Lions defense can bow their neck a little bit and, and keep them out of the end zone. Hold them to a three-point. Loss of two for Spees. Moves Campbell over to the left. Second down, 12 yards to go. No score. Ball in Lions territory. Spees is going to tuck it under. He's going to run it up the middle to the 15. He's going to be hit and down right at the 10-yard line. Immediately, nice play by Tavon Robertson. Boy, he took Spees on head to head and brought him right down at the ten. That, that's their quarterback. Spees is not a small guy. He's he's running hard with the football in his hands. He I, is not a small guy. That is for certain. So the ball resting at about the nine yard line, just outside the nine. Thirteen oh five left to go. Spees does a lot of hand signals at the line of scrimmage. He's got trips out to the right, the far side. Watch the fade here to the bottom side. Moves Campbell over to the right. Hand off to Campbell right up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped right at the 10. Nice play defensively by Dustin Applegate for the Lions. Sean, Sean Sullivan was there, too, closing for uh, for the Lions. So we may hold him to a field goal attempt. Looks like they may go for this, though. Quarterback still on the field. Yeah, he's the holder. Oh, he, they do list him as a holder. Okay. So, Spies. Well, now check that. He is not the holder. Their backup quarterback, Brandon Koch, is the holder. They ran him off late. I think they wanted to give the Lions the thought that they may go for it. Jordan Watkins is going to spot the ball right at the 17-yard line, so this will be a 27-yard attempt. And Watkins puts it up and puts it right through the upright. So Bluffton draws first blood. 12-15 to go in this first quarter of play. Your score It's Bluffton 3 and Mount St. Joe nothing. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. 
but only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening, September 23rd. Well, 12-15 left to go in this first quarter of play, and Bluffton has kicked a field goal, a 27-yard field goal from Jordan Watkins, and that gives Bluffton the early lead at 3 to nothing. So the Lions will try to come back after that offensive show by Bluffton, and Watkins is going to kick the football off. Watkins is a senior, 5'10", 155-pounder from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. And he will kick this one off from his 35-yard line. 12-15 left to go in the first quarter. And the Lions find themselves down for the second consecutive week. And the kickoff by Watkins will be taken in by Tucker. Tucker is going to take it at the 20 to the 25. Sidesteps a couple tacklers from the 40. 45, he'll take it out to the 50. And inside Bluffton territory to the 49-yard line. Boy, a nice run back on the play to check at. That was not Tucker. That was Tyler Hanna. Tyler Hanna was out there on the kickoff return, and Hanna took it down to the 40. They're going to spot him at the 47-yard line in Bluffton territory, and that's where the Lions will start out first and 10. Offensively, of course, they've got their quarterback, Shayton Tomlin, the sophomore, 5'10", 165-pounder. And he will start in the shotgun. Empty backfield. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. They've got two setbacks off to the left-hand side for the Lions. And Tomlin looks over everything. Now there is a whistle from the side judge. And it's going to be a delay of game against Mount St. Joe. So a delay of game on the play. First penalty of the afternoon against the Lions and that was really an inexcusable penalty now Tomlin same play drops straight back looks over the middle heavy rush steps up into the rush he's going to be hit and dropped all the way back to the 40 yard line he got hit by the defensive tackle who came in from the right side Kevin Bishop and Kyle Recker from his linebacker position first sack of the afternoon for Bluffton and now the Lions are in a second and 22 position all the way back to their own 41. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Handoff right up the middle to Presswood and Nuke takes it out across the 41 maybe up to the 42. Gain of a yard. And it will be third down. Yard markers have got it second down but it's actually third down. Now they switch it. So it'll be third down and 21. Tucker goes out wide right and now the Lions as the head referee wants, I believe, there's a helmet problem by one of the Lions, and there is, and now Tucker comes in, and he's going to be slot left. Going out wide to the left is A.J. Glines. Now dropping straight back, Tomlin. Tomlin looks up the middle, heavy rush. He tried to dump it off to Presswood and threw it behind him and incomplete. And again, when you look at the pressure that Tomlin is getting. They probably saw the game films, and they've decided to just sell out and go right after Tomlin. 11.02 left to go in this first quarter. 3-0 Bluffton on top of it, and Porter 
will come in to punt the football away from his own 42. Campbell will set back at about his own 10-yard line to return this punt from Porter, who was a weapon last week against DePaul. Porter gets this one away, high end over end kick that will hit at the 24-yard line, bounce inside the 20, inside the 10, and the Lions will down it at the 5-yard line. 53-yard punt by Jerry Porter, and he has pinned Bluffton back at their own 5-yard line. So he picked right up where he left off last week against DePaul University. 3-0 Bluffton on top of it, 10.49 left to go in the first quarter. And the Beavers will come out for their second possession. Spies has Campbell in the backfield. Sends Roberson out slot right. We're going to keep an eye on him a lot today. And the H-back is lined up on the left-hand side. Hand off to Campbell right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 5 and dropped at the 6. Immediately by Nate Stone. Sean Sullivan got in there for the tackle also. So Campbell picks up about a yard. Maybe they'll give him two. Spot him out near the seven-yard line. That's where they'll spot him for his forward progress. And it brings up second and eight. Campbell again, right behind Spies. Esposicia is out wide to the right-hand side. Ball on the far hash mark. Spies calls out the signals. Handoff up the middle to Campbell again. And he's going to struggle to get right back to the line of scrimmage. And again, Nate Stone right there along with Sean Sullivan. They're doing a job of plugging up the holes on the offensive line. Yeah, the line seem to be doing a really good job of stopping the run so far today, so that, that, that's a good sign. Um, now we just got to brace against the big play and we'll be in good shape. Yeah, you want to you take something away from this Bluffton offense, and right now they're taking the run. Campbell set back, trips out to the near side ball on the far hash mark, 9.42 remaining in the first quarter. 3 nothing Bluffton. Spies moves Campbell over to the left. Fake handoff, drops back on play action, throws it out into the flat, and it's complete to Esposicia across the 20 to the 25, and he runs over Tyler Hanna and takes it out to the 29-yard line. So a first down to Gary Wilson, excuse me, Gary Wilson with the catch. And that gives them a first down out to the 29-yard line. So as we said, you've got to take either the run or the pass right now the Lions are taking away the run, but the pass drills them for a first down out to the 29-yard line on a gain of 17. Spies running the offense again, drops straight back, looks up the left side to Roberson, and that pass is going to be incomplete. Boy, a lot of hand-checking out there by Tyler Hanna and Roberson, but Spies just put it someplace where Roberson couldn't catch up to it. That's the same play, the wheel route that they ran earlier on their last possession and gained 68 yards on the reception. Nine minutes exactly left to go in this first quarter. 3 nothing Bluffton. Second down, 10 yards to go. Beavers at their own 29-yard line. Spies again. Moves Campbell over to the left. Trips out to the near side. Roberson out to the left. Dropping back his speech. He's going to look to the left to Roberson again. Incomplete. Roberson made a diving attempt at trying to catch that ball, but couldn't come up with it. It was just about a half a yard thrown too far. And it brings up third down and ten. So far, Tyler Hanna has done an excellent job on Roberson. He hasn't been put in any awkward position so far except for that 168-yard reception. 
Coming out wide to the right-hand side, Thad Phillips. Adam Duncan, a 5'10 sophomore from Northwood, is slot right for Bluffton. Spees moves Campbell over to the left. Ball again on the far hash mark on third and ten. Lions show blitz. Here they come. Spees drops back, rolls out to his right, and then throws it incomplete. Well, you could almost have intentional grounding, but that ball, he was outside the tackle, and he did just barely get it past the line of scrimmage. And it will bring up fourth down. And now the refs are going to call intentional grounding. They came over and looked at each other. And they threw the flag late. Spies is saying there was a receiver there, and the officials are going to confer about this when it was the head referee that threw the flag in the backfield. Spies was probably out of the pocket, past the tackle spot, but I'm not sure the ball ever got to the line of scrimmage. And now they're going to pick up the flag. Now they're going to say no foul, that there was a receiver in the area. Well, if there was a receiver in the area, he was wearing the blue and white of the Lions. He was not wearing the white and purple numerals for Bluffton. So Bluffton gets a break. No penalty called on the intentional grounding. 8.48 left to go in the first quarter. And Watkins will be punting the football away. He does double duty. Good snap. Watkins is going to get it away. High short kick that's going to hit in Lions territory. Take a Lions bounce back into Bluffton territory, and they'll cover it up at the 47-yard line. That is just an 18-yard punt for Watkins, and the Lions will take it over first and 10 at the Bluffton 47-yard line. So the Lions are getting great field position for their second possession of the ball game. So Tomlin will bring them up to the line of scrimmage. On first and ten. Now he's got Hastings in the backfield instead of Newt. Presswood. Good snap from center. Handoff goes to Newt. No, Tomlin on the switch. He's going to throw it out to the right-hand side. It is complete to Roberts. Roberts with a touchdown. Boy, he pulled the fake of the year, sticking it right into the belly of Hastings and rolled out to his right and threw a 47-yard touchdown strike to Grayson Roberts for the score. Roberts with the touchdown. He ended the game last week with a TD. Now he's got the first one this week, and it's 6-3. to three. Mount St. Joe on top of it, and now they'll go for two. Putting it in play. Tomlin hands it off up the middle, and it is complete for the score. Well, check it. They're going to say Roberts did not score the touchdown. He took it down to the one, and then Hastings took it into the end zone for the score. I thought the officials had his hands up in the air, but no. They had it down at the one-yard line. Now that makes it six to nothing. Six to three, excuse me. And now Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. What a big play to Grayson Roberts. This has been so far a game of big plays. One to Roberson and one to Roberts. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Puts it up, and it is good. 8.15 left to go in this first quarter. Your score is now Mount St. Joe 7 and Bluffton 3. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu apply to begin classes in the fall. 
Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, a great reception by Roberts taking it down to the one-foot line, and then Hastings carried it in and got the touchdown for the Lions. They lead it now by a score of 7-3 to with 8.15 left to go in this first quarter of play. So the Lions able to take advantage of that 18-yard punt by Bluffton on the previous play. So Porter will kick it away, and now the side judge is going to call a timeout and come in, and he's going to run all the way. He's going to run all the way from the 50-yard line all the way back to about the 15-yard line to converse with the head referee about what he thinks may be a penalty. And now let's see what they are going to discuss. Well, the mics for the referees not working again this week. When we were at Capitol, boy, their mics worked extremely well. They were almost like they were in the booth with us. 8-11 left to go, so nothing is going on other than the officials probably just got together and to see where they wanted to go for dinner after the game. And now Porter is looking back. Not sure what the commotion is, but whether they're trying to get the clocks reset or something, nonetheless, now Porter gets the ball and he'll tee it up and we'll kick it off. Roberson back on the right, Campbell on the left to return this kickoff from Porter. And Porter will uh, approach it at the 35, and he gets a good end-over-end line drive kick into the end zone that Roberson is going to grab near the back of the end zone and just down it right there. So 8-13 left to go in the first quarter, 7-3. Mount St. Joe on top of it in this opening game of the Heartland Conference. What a strike that the Lions had going to Roberts that led to the touchdown. Colby Spees, 2 of 6 in passing for 87 yards. Of course, 68 of it came on that one play to Roberson. That was a big throw by Chayton Tomlin earlier there. I apologize for being gone on you, Dave. That's the all right. The job never stopped. <laughs> we need the stats. Believe me, we need the stats. So the ball right at the 25-yard line is where they'll spot it on the touchback. Spees with the H-back, Thad Phillips, off to the left-hand side. And he's got Campbell. Lined up to the right side. He's the running back. Moving in motion as Roberson over to the right slot position. Now Campbell remaneuvers over to the right. Spies, like we said, a lot of hand signals, and now he's going to take his second time out of the first quarter. He did that in the first possession. Now he does it on the third possession. I'm not sure what Mount St. Joe is doing defensively, but Spies is confused by looking at it. I think Bluffton's confusing themselves. I didn't see really any movement on the Lions' uh, defensive side of the ball pre-snap there. Um, lines are pretty much going man across the board and one safety, one safety over the top. I just don't think they know what play they want to run against it. Yeah, I'm sure, I think what's going on with Bluffton right now is, like you said earlier, Mount St. Joe has taken the run away from them, and I think everybody, Trine and Worcester, took the run away from them in those two games also, made them one-dimensional. Well, and I think they're only... And as far as they're concerned, they're only real weapon outside of Roberson. So they got to throw it to him every play. And you have to throw it every play to be successful. They're in a lot of trouble. We'll try to keep an eye on some scores coming up for you here in just a little bit. Iowa State leading Akron 
in their game by a score of 20 to 14. So the Zips staying in that contest. So after the second time out of the first half here in the first quarter by Bluffton, now they have the ball first and 10, 25, and they'll hand the ball off to Campbell around the right-hand side, and he's going to be dropped right at the line of scrimmage. Corey Harden. Good play, Corey. Junior, 6'2", 255-pound defensive tackle, and he came in and just wrapped him up. He could have almost stripped the ball. I'll tell you what, there's not a kid on the field that loves football more than Corey Harden. He basically lives at this complex. This kid loves to play football. Just a yard gain on the play. Campbell, three carries, just two yards. The Lions have shut down the rushing attack for Bluffton so far in this game. Second down, nine. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides out of the spread. H-back is out, and he's in a pass pattern. Roberson moves in motion to the far side. Spees drops back, looks towards Roberson. Now rolls out to the left. Got a lot of room. Tucks it under to the 25 to the 30. Cuts back to the center of the field. Gets it over the 35 and out to the 37-yard line. A gain of 12 and a first down. And he had to hurdle one of his offensive linemen to pick up that first down. Yeah, that offensive lineman had gotten to the second level. Was blocking Nate Stone there. And Nate Stone put him on his butt. But couldn't make the tackle. It's the longest rush of the day by Bluffton, and they pick up a first down on it out to their own 30. They're going to spot it just shy of the 38-yard line with 7.05 to go in the the first quarter. 7-3, the line's on top of it. Spies on the near hash mark drops back, looks over the middle. He's looking for a receiver up the right-hand side and threw it out of bounds. Tried to get the ball to Adam Duncan, and Adam Duncan was well covered on the play by Gavin Edmondson. Gavin Edmondson, a strong safety, was in really good coverage there. He doesn't play a lot of man-to-man coverage. He's kind of our in-the-box run stuff in safety. But he, he ran step for step there with the wide receiver. Really good play. So it will be third down. Check it, second down. And about 10 yards to go. Ball resting at the 30, just shy of the 38-yard line. On the near hash. Spees. Barking out the signals, looks to his left, throws it over the middle, complete. Ball goes out to the 49-yard line, spins to the 50-yard line. Again, Adam Duncan with the catch. Again, Gavin Edmondson on the coverage. Uh, that time, Duncan got inside release, got wide open on a quick slant. No no help in the middle of the field for Edmondson there. It was, it was man all alone on that guy. Picked up 12 on that completion. Speaks now 3 of 7 in the passing department. First down, ball at the 49-yard line, still in Bluffton territory. Spies sends Roberson in motion. Fake handoff, and Spies is going to keep it right up the middle across the 50 to the 49 to the 48-yard line of the Lions for a gain of three. He got a pretty good spot on that. I don't think he really got three. He was down about a yard short of that. They're going to give him almost four. Right. And the far side referee wasn't nearly as far out as the near side guy, but they went with the far side spot. So, Second down, six yards to go. Ball resting at the Lions 47-yard line. Under six minutes remaining in this first quarter. Seven to three Lions on top of it. Spies, flags down, thrown by the side judge. Going to be a false start on the right tackle, it looks like. Well, that's on the right tackle. That's Wyatt Gerald. That would be his second false start here in this quarter. 5.47 left to go in the quarter. And right now, Spies has seen something defensively where he thinks he can. he's able to run the football out of this 
spread formation in the shotgun. Only one so far, it looks like to me, has been a designed run. Um, he's done a really good job of improvising, and his back's doing a good job of protecting, giving him a spot to go with the run. Roberson out to the near side here on the far, here near the near side at the wideout position. Campbell, the setback, dropping back. His piece, he's going to go to Roberson. Boy, a lot of contact on the sideline, and it's incomplete. Tyler Hanna, check that. That is not Tyler Hanna. Yeah, it is Tyler Hanna. And Roberson, a lot of hand contact out there. <laughs> yeah, they, these guys have been going hard against each other since the start here. Um, Tyler Hanna, first-team all-conference player. It's almost like... Jerry Rice going up against Deion Sanders. Yes, it might be the HCAC equivalent of that. Uh, Hannah's a tough kid. I think he might have got away with a little bit of a hold there, but we'll take it. Roberson set up in the slot on the left-hand side now. Campbell moves over to the left-hand side. Third down and 11. Dropping back speaks. Good protection. Now rolls out to his right. He's going to be hit as he throws. Drums it off to Roberson at the 42 of the Lions. Straight arms. Hannah and Jumps out of bounds at the 40-yard line after he picked up 13 yards in the first down. Well, we got another one of these referee crews that's afraid to call a holding penalty because Nolan Miller was dragged to the ground as he was getting ready to make a sack. Well, and another penalty I've never been able to understand why they don't call is face masking against the offensive player. He stuck his hand right in Hannah's face mask. Yeah, I mean, you got to grasp it, I think, offensively. I think if you just push, they don't call it, but they should. First and 10 at the Lions 40. Lufton moves the option, fake option play, and Spieth is going to keep it off left tackle, runs it up five yards to the 35-yard line of the Lions. It's the first option I think we've seen all year. Uh, Speed option to the left side. Spieth might have done himself a favor if he'd have pitched that. That might have been a big gain if he gets it out of his hands. Nobody runs the option anymore. Coleraine High School in Cincinnati does. That's about all I know. That's about it. I remember growing up, that was the only offense anybody in college football ran. And they run the old school wing T triple option. So the ball at the 35-yard line, second and five. Spies, fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball out in the flat, complete to Aspicia. Inside the 30 to the 27-yard line, and he's got a first down after an eight-yard completion. Yeah, Peyton Williams and uh, and Terry Callaway combined to make the tackle on that play. Um, Really good route. He broke it off in a hurry. Hannah didn't know where to go. It's a nice drive by the Beavers that they're putting together right now. I think that's now. the first time they've caught the Lions in a, in in zone coverage defensively, though. 3.45 and running left to go in the first quarter. Pitch half coming around the left-hand side. Lufton takes it down inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. That's Caden Dickey. Dickey, a senior 5'7", 190-pounder from Lima Perry High School. First, we've seen him in the ball game. Now Campbell has been set back, but now Dickey, number one, is in the backfield. It's another really good play coming downhill by our safety, Peyton Williams, knifed in there to make the tackle. Looks like the running back had a good spot. To, a little bit of a crease there that he could have broke that for 10 or 12 yards, and Peyton closed it down pretty quick. Now Spies went up, barked out some things to his line of scrimmage. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Roberson out wide to the left-hand side. Moves Dickey off to the left, dropping back speeds. Looks to his right. He's going to throw it up, and it is incomplete. Nice play defensively by Tyler Hanna. Really good play by Tyler Hanna, but again, massive hold right in front of the referee, and he hasn't made a call yet. I mean, right in front of him. 
the, the lines go jailbreak right up the middle. Both defensive tackles beat their man. Both get held, and not a single call made. What do they say? It's not a penalty until they call it. Yeah, but they <laughs> call holding on every single penalty on every single play. Those are blatant. Third down, seven yards to go. Ball at the 24-yard line. Spees looks to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Aspicia, and it's out of bounds. That really, Aspicia had no chance to even catch that ball. 2.49 to left to go in the quarter, and it's fourth down, seven. And they'll come in to attempt the field goal. It's a good thing they didn't throw that inbounds because Tyler Anna probably picked it off. He was in great position on that play. If that ball would have been catchable, it would have just as easily been Hannah's catch as the uh, receivers. 7-3 to three the score. Watkins comes in to attempt the 41-yard field goal attempt. They'll spot it at the 31. So this one, level, this is definitely not a gimme. The wind blowing against him, and he kicks it up, and it is going to sneak through the uprights by about five yards. 2.44 left to go in the first quarter. Your score now, it is Mount St. Joe 7 and Bluffton 6. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Well, as we get an opportunity here, we can check out some scores. Anderson and Earlham are tied up at nothing-nothing in the first quarter of play. Same thing with Hanover in the ball game, as they are tied up nothing-nothing in their contest also. Ohio Wesleyan in the College of Worcester, no score there. Hanover and Rose Holman, no score there. So nobody has scored any, anything yet. And that's where we're at. I think believe we're the only game that has scored anything. And right now it is seven to six. Mount St. Joe leads it by a point, and Watkins will kick it off after his second field goal of the day. He's added a twenty-seven yarder and now a forty-one yarder. Watkins will kick it off. It's a high short end over end kick that'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. It's fumbled, bounced off his chest, and I believe Bluffton may have come up with the football. And they did. It was tried to be fielded by one of the upbacks by Mount St. Joe, and it bounced off his chest and forward, and Bluffton fell on top of it at the Lions' 33-yard line. First turnover of the day against either ball club, and with 2.39 remaining to go in this first quarter, Bluffton, after just pulling within one, has got the football right back. Now the Lions' defense has to stiffen here and keep Bluffton from taking the lead. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Roberson in the slot to the left. Dickey is the single setback out of the shotgun. Now he moves up to the side of Spies. On first and ten from the 33, Spies looks to his right. He's trying to go to his receiver out on the far side, Watkins, or Duncan, excuse me, and it's incomplete, threw it over his head. Another completable pass there, but he, he threw it out of... Out of out of the reach of the receiver, but he, he had him relatively open. The coverage wasn't great. Spies is 5 of 13 for 118 yards, but where he's been effective is running the football. He's got five runs so far for 32. That's tough. Uh, we got to figure out a way to start that quarterback run. It hurt us last week against the ball as well. Dickey moves over to the right. Spies has got one timeout remaining. Keep in mind, he's already used two. 
And he looks a little confused out there, barking out the signals. Drops back, looks to his right, complete to Roberson at the 22-27 yard line where he is dropped down immediately on the play by Peyton Williams. That's a really good read by Spies. He saw the blitz coming. Um, Jermaine Drake came from that side off of his right and threw the quick slant right behind it. That's, I mean, that's how you teach a quarterback to throw a hot route. So a four-yard completion. Takes it out to the 27-yard line. Third down, four yards to go for the Beavers. And it doesn't hurt when you're throwing that high route to Roberson either. Roberson slot right. Spies looks for him. Pump fake. Throws over the middle. Complete to Roberson. At the 15. Breaks the tackle to the 10 to the 5. Dives towards the end zone. They're going to say he's down at the one-yard line. Boy, a 26-yard reception. And Roberson just refused to go down. Yep. Missed tackles again for the Lions. We had a lot of that last week. Get a chance to get a tackle. We got to get a guy on the ground, especially a guy of Roberson's quality. 145 left to go in this first quarter of play. Now across the front line, the Lions are going to go jumbo as they bring in Zach Taylor. And they'll go with a five-man front with a minute and a half to go in this first quarter of play. Bluffton looking for the go-ahead score. Spies is going to keep it himself right behind the right tackle, and he gets in easily for the score. There's not much you can do about that play. If you got a big quarterback and a decent offensive line, it's, that's pretty much a given. You can get a yard or two on a quarterback sneak every time. Well, Spies is huge. He's 6'2". They got him marked at 215 pounds, but I would say he's closer to 230. Yeah, he looks a lot bigger than 215 from up here. Really thick. Minute 26 left to go. It's 12-7 now. Bluffton has taken the lead again. They had the lead earlier at 3 to nothing, And the Lions came right back, regained the lead. Now Watkins will attempt the extra point. And the ball is spotted. The kick is up. And it is good. So it's now 13-7 to with a minute 26 left to go in the first quarter of play from Schuler Field here at Mount St. Joe University. So right now the Lions have got to figure out how in the world they could try to stop this offense of Bluffton, which has been able to find Roberson really at will. They've, that's that's it. It's It's been the Speech and Roberson show so far. Speech running and Roberson catching. and I mean, I don't know how many catches he has yet, but none of them, that, that's the first one that's been a big catch. A couple um, of scores here, 14-7 to DePaul over Hiram in the second quarter. And here's a surprise. The College of Worcester is leading Ohio Wesleyan this afternoon, 35 to nothing in the second quarter. Wow. College of Worcester may be back. They've had a few down years after being a very successful Division Three football team. They may be back. Minute 26 left to go in this first quarter of play. 13 to seven is now your score. Bluffton on top of it. They jumped out on top, three to nothing. Mount St. Joe came back to take a seven. To three lead, Bluffton kicked the field goal to make it seven to six, and then they take advantage of the fumble, and they go in for the score, making it thirteen to seven, which is where we're at right now. Watkins will kick it away. It is Tucker and Glines back set to receive, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks again, and that's at the thirty. Out to the that sprawls. Sprawls grabbed it in at the thirty, and he'll take it out to the thirty-six yard line. A lot of pushing and shoving after that tackle. I'm really surprised there wasn't a flag thrown there on somebody. That was some pretty bad extracurriculars well after the whistle. Couldn't tell who was the aggressor. but Well, this this officiating crew, I'm not going to criticize them, but they they act like they're officiating this game 
because they've got a dinner date at Montgomery Inn coming up this afternoon. Yeah, they're in a hurry to get out of here. They haven't thrown many flags, that's for sure. Uh, I'll tell you one thing we haven't really mentioned so far is the offense. The Lions offense hasn't been on the field a ton. Um, is the Lions have done a decent job to negate Zickerpoos so far? Yeah, they really have. He's he's really been non-existent so far in this ball game. He was the Heartland Conference Defensive Player MVP a year ago. Now the referee's going to go over and talk with the head coach of the Beavers, Donnie Donnell. Looks like more they're backing the lines up. Well, was there a flag down? They never threw a flag. What are they saying? And again, the microphone the ball because they're putting it right at the 32-yard line, but he caught it at the 30. Well, that's, I mean, that's possible. He looked like he stumbled a little bit, but. So it's first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions at their own 32-yard line with a minute 20 left to go in the first quarter. Handoff goes to Nuke, Presswood. Around the 30, out to the 35, puts his head down and bowls over a tackler out to the 36-yard line. Well, he put his head down and just ran right over the top of one of the defenders out on the left-hand side. That's what the Lions running backs need to start doing. They're both big physical backs. They need to get downhill and punish people to try to tackle them. That was Rick... Excuse me, Chris Roberts that he ran over the left cornerback. Second down, six yards to go. Ball at the 36-yard line. Hand off to Presswood right up the middle. Across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. Nice run by Presswood. Takes it out for nine yards on the carry, and he's got it at the 45-yard line, first and ten. The Lions noticed something on last week's tape that uh, looked like New Presswood was trying to break every touch the distance, and they've been working with him. If it's blocked for six, get six. And right there, that's exactly what he did. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it up the right side. He's got a receiver. It is complete to Sprouse at the 10 to the 5 touchdown. Jason Tomlin is on it today, boys. That was an absolute beautiful throw. 50-yard, 55-yard touchdown. 55-yard touchdown reception. And Kendall Sproul did not have to break stride. That was a perfect throw. Jason's back. Laid it right out there for him to grab and just outran the defense of Bluffton. And the Lions have tied things up at 13 apiece with 24.1 seconds left to go. And Porter will try to give them the lead here in the first quarter. One thing, High one. snap, but Porter gets the kickoff. And it is good, and the Lions have the lead 14-13. Jerry's still perfect on the year, so he's still been the MVP of the season so far. But one thing that we got to think about here is the Lions might be scoring a little too fast. Uh, their defense has been on the field, I would guess, probably 10 of the first 15 minutes of this game. Um, I mean, we're up. We're scoring fast. But the defense has got – the offense might have to run the ball a little bit better just to take a little bit of heat off that defense, keep them off the field for a while. It's not very often that you can complain about scoring too fast. It's not. But when your defense is a little banged up, missing starters like Colby Webb, not real deep in the secondary um, – it, it, it can become a problem. You can kind of put your guys in a bad position, which you don't want to do, but you also don't want to not score. So No, absolutely not. You want to score as often as you can, but <laughs> when you've got the opportunity, taking a look at one of the players down, looked like Spencer Dufresne. Now, you said that there was a change down. Who was 27 this week? Naraya Brooks. Naraya Brooks was trying to stretch out his hamstring during that 
break in the action after the score. And he's, he's out there, so it appears that he got it done. So Porter will kick it off from the 35-yard line. 24.1 seconds left to go. Campbell and Roberson back set to return. And again, Porter drills it into the end zone, and Campbell is just going to down it about a yard deep in the end zone. I'm not sure he caught that in the end zone. He, he almost looked like maybe he was straddling the goal line, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he could back up in the end zone and take a knee, but, you know, I guess the Lions will take the, the, the touchback. Jerry Porter continues to crush the ball off the tee, crush it at the ponds. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have to punt again today. That'd be really nice. And he's perfect on the year between the uprights. The kid is unbelievable. 23.6 seconds to go before the end of the first quarter. It's 14-13. Lions on top of it. And after the touchback, Bluffton has it at their own 25-yard line. Campbell moves off to the side of Spies. They move Roberson in motion. And now Spies fake handoff. He's going to run it off the left side out to the 30 to the 35. And he'll be brought down at the 39, making the 40-yard line. A gain of 15 on the carry. Hey, looks like we might finally get a holding call. And let's see what they do decide to call. There is a flag thrown in the vicinity of holding. The referee already signaled hold. So they'll move it back. Ten yards on the holding penalty. And that will take it back to, well, let's see. It's a spot foul. And they'll mark it off from the 27-yard line. So it'll go back to the 17 where they'll mark it down at. And that'll bring up first down. And calling about 18 yards to go. 16 seconds left to go in the first quarter, and I think Bluffton now, the side judge, is going to come in and blow his whistle. He has done more running today than I think any of the wide receivers have on this field. Looks like the play clocks might be off. Well, there's no... There's only 10.9 seconds left. Right. Now the side judge is going to come in. Now the referee wants to blow his whistle. And evidently they started the clock a little too soon because now there's 6.9 seconds to go, so they'll have to reset the clock. 14-13, Lions on top of it here in the first quarter of play. Now they're going to put 16.6 seconds left to go. Now they'll start the clock. I'm not sure Bluffton's even going to run a play. There's 10 seconds, and they're just standing around the ball. They're not even getting set. After all that, I probably wouldn't either. No, and that's what they're going to do. They're just going to let the clock run out here at the end of the first quarter. So it's been a good one. Back and forth affair here from Schuler Field at Mount St. Joe University. And your score at the end of the first 15 minutes. It is Mount St. Joe 14 and Bluffton 13. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE 
or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Back at Schuler Field here as we enter the second quarter of play. It's 14-13, Lions on top of it. And coming up at halftime, Blake and I will be talking about all the athletics going on right now at Mount St. Joe University, so be sure to stick around for all of that coming up just about 15 minutes of football time away. Ball at the 17-yard line. First down, call it 18 yards to go for Bluffton. Spees looks to his left, dumps it off to his right to Roberson, and he's hit immediately at the 17. He never saw Nate Stone coming, and Stone knocked him to the ground. Nice defensive play by the defense of Mount St. Joe University. So it's now second down. They'll give him about a yard on the reception out to the 18-yard line, and it's second down, 17 yards to go. Just a good job by Mount St. Joe to cover up that pass immediately out to Roberson. Receivers out wide on both sides. Roberson is in the slot to the left-hand side. Campbell in the backfield, moving along the line, but Lions get back. Now Spees drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, incomplete. Tried to go to his intended receiver. Nolan Miller got off the ball a little early there, but ended up getting back. So, Case Childs was the intended receiver. Kind of got lucky there. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a very good throw. Lions could easily pick that one off. It was just a little out of the reach of Gavin Edmondson. Of course, the Lions playing without their senior linebacker, Colby Webb, today, who's out with the groin injury. But Nate Stone, just like he did last week, has come in and filled in admirably the sophomore here defensively. Third down, 17 yards to go. Big play for the Lions defense. Spies, receivers out wide on both sides. Drops straight back. Looks up the middle. He's going to be hit behind the line and drop. Nice play defensively by Dustin Applegate again. Cincinnati Elder product. Dustin Applegate. Big kid. Great play. Beat the, line, beat the tackle right away. Um, there's so, not much you can say about that. That's just outstanding effort on third and long, third and 15 or so. Defensive linemen live for that that scenario. So now Watkins is going to have to punt the ball away from his own end zone. 13-35 remaining in the half. It's 14-13 Lions after the big sack defensively. Tucker drops back about midfield to return this punt. Good snap from center. Watkins gets a high short kick that will hit. And Glines will take it in at his own 34-yard line at the bar. I look for the Lions to go for the jugular right now. I see Coach Coral down there on the sideline getting in his offense's ears. He wants them to score. He wants these kids to score on every single play. Watkins has had two nice field goals today, but punt-wise, his average really stinks. He's had a 17-yarder 17, 17 and an 18-yarder. That's not real good. That's not going to help the old average. Uh, He's definitely not our boy Jerry, that's for sure. So the Lions now have got the football in Bluffton territory at the 34-yard line. Tomlin, after a 55-yard touchdown pass to Roberts, is back out on the field for the Lions. He drops straight back, looks to the left. He's trying to go again. Throws it into Tucker. Tucker's got a touchdown! I believe I called that one, Dave. I believe you did. I saw the way Coach Coral was getting in his kids. This kid here, there. I had a feeling they were going to go for the jugular. Uh, the Lions are—they're stepping on the throat right now. That is another fantastic throw by Jason. How many passes did he throw today? He's three of four for over 100 yards and a couple of scores. 
And D.J. Martin with his first touchdown of the year. He's one happy camper down on the sideline. Say what, D.J. Martin is physically maybe our most gifted wide receiver. He's had a little bit of issues, with, you know, getting used to the playbook. Big change from co- uh, high school to college. And there goes Mr. Consistent drilling another one, Jerry Porter. Porter drills the extra point through. 13-16 left to go in the half. It's now Mount St. Joe 21, Bluffton 13. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, back here at Schuler Field, boy, what an exciting play. The last two possessions for Mount St. Joe as they have the lead now 21-13 to on top of the Bluffton Beavers here in this first half of play. A 55-yard scoring pass and a 35-yard scoring pass by Chayton Tomlin, one to D.J. Martin, the other one to Grayson Roberts, and now the Lions have the lead at 21-13. Chayton throws an awful pretty deep ball, doesn't he? He really does. And Porter will kick it off, and he kicks it off. It'll be taken in by Campbell at his two. Out to the 10, right up the middle, to the 20, to the 25, to the 30. Breaks a couple of tackles, spins on the far hash mark, and spins it right out to the 40-yard line. That was a really impressive return there. He ran through three or four arm tackles. Lions actually covered it pretty well, and he ends up getting 40. Um, I'm impressed with that run back for sure. So it's 21-13 with 13-10 left to go in this first half of play. Blake and I will be talking Mount St. Joe University Athletics coming up at halftime. Colby Spees, 8 of 18 passing for 151 yards back out onto the field, but where he's been effective has been from the run. Seven runs, 26 yards. Spread formation. Move the H back in motion, and now a flag is thrown by the back judge, and it'll be a legal procedure called against Bluffton. Yeah, it looked like the center maybe jumped a little bit early there. Um, maybe a, a, a fainted snap or whatever they call it nowadays. If you want to look at Bluffton right now, how many receptions does Michael Robertson have out of his eight completions? He's got five of them. I mean, that's where you got to start to stop this team down, shut this team down. If we can stop him, we're going to be in really good shape to win this football game. 13.09 left to go in this first half. Now moving off to the right-hand side is a new running back, Joshua Mitchell, into the ball game. Fake handoff to Mitchell. Spies is going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is complete on the play. Out to the 40, inside the 40 of Lions territory, and down to the 37-yard line. That was a really good catch. Um, good throw, too. It might be best. Spies' best throw of the night so far. Kenyon Camden with that catch. Camden was supposed to be 19, but he's wearing number 5 today based upon the updated roster they gave us. So Camden with the reception, first and ten for the Beavers at the Lions' 38-yard line. Spies is going to throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete. Nice play defensively, and a flag is going to be thrown all the way back from the back judge. Tavon Robertson may have gotten there a little bit early. Um, I don't know that that ball was caught even if he doesn't, though. 
And they'll call pass interference against the Lions, and that will give Bluffton a first down. This game's been back and forth, back and forth, and now Bluffton's got some advantage. Also seems to be taking them a long time to make every call. Yeah, a lot of discussion going on out there. I mean, if it's a pass interference, it's a pass interference. It's a pretty obvious call, um, especially because two two of the officials saw the same thing. There were two flags for the same offense on that play. So, so I don't understand why it takes so long. Spot foul. They're going to put it at the 30-yard line in Lions territory. First down, 10 yards to go for Bluffton. Spees with the football. Moves Roberson in motion. Fake handoff. Spees is going to keep it right up the middle across the 30, out to the 25-yard line for a gain of five, and it's second down five for the Beavers at the Lions 25. Wholesale defensive substitutions out coming in for the Lions. Yeah, this is the one defensive line coming back in the game. Um, They had just been spelled for a few minutes, but with that big run, you want to get your horses in there. 12-15 12-15 and running left to go in the first half. Spees with the ball in the far hash mark. Spread formation. Handoff goes right up the middle to Mitchell. Mitchell's going to be hit right at the 25 and dropped immediately. Sean Sullivan, nice through there. That's Lions middle linebacker. Um, made a really nice play. He nice right by the, through the guard tackle hole and, and got the running back on the ground by himself. That's a really good play. Sullivan, 6'2", 215-pound sophomore. Now Applegate has come back into the ball game after getting a one-play breather defensively for the Lions. Second, make it third down, five yards to go from the 25 of the Lions. Speece, low snap, runs the option to the left. He's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage. Boy, he was hit immediately. They're giving him the first down there. That was Sullivan again on the tackle. Really nice play. Um, but again, Spees probably has a big play there if he uh, doesn't get hit. Well, if he pitches it, they're right. on that speed option, and the pitch man's wide open. He's just not giving it up. Mitchell, the single setback, moves to the left of Spees, ball in the near hash mark. Roberson, slot right. Handoff goes to Mitchell. Now fake handoff, Tom. And Spees is going to throw it over to Esposita, and Esposita is going to carry it down inside the five to the three. Boy, what an acrobatic catch. And that was not Esposita. That was Case Giles. That's our big tight end. Oh, that's a really well-designed play there. Run action, and you leak the tight end out the backside. Bluffton's playing pretty good offense so far today. 11 minutes left to go in this first half. Giles, after that catch, lines up tight end left. Roberson is slot right, ball in the near hash mark. Mitchell lines up to the right, then goes to the left of Spees. Roberson moves in motion to the near side, and they're going to pitch it off to Roberson. Roberson inside the five, to the four, to the three, maybe down to the two, and that's where they stacked up and down right at the two on first and goal. Really good stand there by the Lions defense. So it'll bring up second and goal for the Beavers. Spees again calling out the play at the line of scrimmage. Roberson, who just ran that jet sweep, goes out slot right. Mitchell off to the right. Watch for a quarterback draw here. Spees hands off to Mitchell right up the gut, and he'll take it into the end zone for the score. Ryan's got to figure out a way to stop him on defense. It's becoming a bit of a pattern for our defense so far this year. We're struggling to stop the run. 
21-19 now the score as Bluffton pulls to within two. And will they go for two or will they go for the extra point? Here comes the kicker on the field late. And they will go for the extra point. Coke is their holder, but he's also their backup quarterback. And don't forget, Childs is one of the blocking tight ends on the end of the line. So Watkins will attempt the extra point. Coke the holder. Good snap. Coke gets it down. Watkins puts it up. And it is good. 10-10 left to go in the first half. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joe 21, Bluffton 20. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu MBA. Well, Mount St. Joe's going to have to figure out a way to stop this offensive attack of Bluffton. But on the other hand, Bluffton's got to figure out a way to stop the offensive attack of Mount St. Joe over the last quarter. The long passes have done it for the Lions, and the grind them out offensive attack of Bluffton has done it for the Beavers here this afternoon. 10-10 left to go in the first half of play. It is 21-20 right now, Lions with a one-point lead. Yeah, Dave, the Lions, I think, got to figure out a way to keep their defense on the sideline for a little while, give them a breather, um, like you said a minute ago, to grind it out pace for Bluffton, and then work on quick strikes. It's, it's definitely not doing our defense any favors. So Watkins will kick it away from his own 35. Lions are going from left to right across your computer screen with 10-10 left to go in the half. High short kick by Watkins. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks. That's Tyler Hanna. Hanna cuts it to the right and cuts it to the left ball. Fumbled out of the air and it's picked out of the air by Bluffton and they're going to run it in for the touchdown. Boy, that ball went high in the air and it was picked off by Jimmy Smith. A linebacker, freshman, 195 pounds and he picked it off at about the 15 and ran it into the end zone for the score and gives Bluffton the lead by 5, 26-21. That's the second terrible... Terrible special teams play for the Lions. The second turnover on a special teams play. I mean, that just cannot happen. I don't, I mean, that can't happen. So Watkins will come in. Of course, let's give Hannah some love here because he's not normally somebody that's going to return a kickoff. I, I think the Lions are perfectly comfortable with him returning a kickoff, honestly. Um, I think I don't think that's their number one choice, but I think they're perfectly... Well, and what, what sometimes happens after a recovery like that, the special teams were not ready to go out on the field and kick an extra point, and Bluffton has had to use their third timeout of the half, so they have no timeouts remaining with 9.58 left to go in the second quarter. Now that may loom large come to the end of this half. We'll see what happens. That cannot make their head coach, Denny Durrell, very happy. He came over from Hanover College. He was the defensive coordinator there for a few years and took over this Bluffton program four years ago. Well, the Lions special teams coordinator is our head coach, Tyler Hopperton, so he is obviously not happy about... Uh, about the turnovers, I guarantee that. 9.58 left to go in this first half. It's 26-21. Bluffton now with the lead again. And they will come in to attempt the extra point. Now they're going to go for two. So Spies has come back onto the field. 
He's got Mitchell lined up to his right. And now moving in motion to the far side is Hannah. Now rolling out to the right. Spees. Spees is going to throw it into the end zone. Tried to go to Roberson, and it went right through Roberson's hands on the back end of the end zone and incomplete. So Bluffton decided to go for two, try to draw the lead out to seven, and they were unable to do that. So it's now 26-21 the score with 9.58 remaining in this first half. Blake and I will be talking about Mount St. Joe University sports coming up at halftime here on our halftime report. So now Bluffton, as we said, has regained the lead. They lead it by five. But Chayton Tomlin will come back out on the field. He is three of four passing so far in this ballgame for two touchdowns and 134 yards. And mainly what has happened here for the Lions is that they've gone with in certain instances, the empty backfield, which the coaches say Tomlin really enjoys running out of the empty backfield. They just either run Presswood or Hastings out to one of the slots. But the Lions have been successful moving the football. This one a high-scoring affair so far in this first half of play with 9.58 left to go in the first half. 26-21 the score. I wouldn't be super opposed to seeing the Bluffton kicker kick it out of bounds here so we can't fumble it. <laughs> so Watkins is going to kick it away. And he gets another high short kick that now the Lions look like he fair caught it, but takes it in at the 33 across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. They're going to start fair catching it, that's for sure. That was taken in by Matt Colin. Colin, a backup quarterback, freshman, six foot, one hundred eighty-five pounds. I thought he put his hand up in the air to fair catch it. He probably should have. So the Lions will have the football first and ten at their own thirty-seven yard line, with nine fifty-three remaining. Tucker goes out wide to the left hand side, trips out to the right, lines all the way out to the right hand side. Presswood is in the backfield now for Tomlin who, as we said, 134 yards passing on 3 of 4, two touchdowns. Handoff goes to Presswood, off left tackle, out across the 35 to the 40 to the 41-yard line. So a gain of about 4 on the play, call it 2nd and 6. And the Lions will go now with their version of the hurry up. D.J. Martin is out wide to the right-hand side, out wide left is Tucker. Glines is not in the lineup right now. Presswood in the backfield with Tomlin. Snap is good. Handoff, fake handoff, and Tomlin rolls out to his right. He's going to be hit and dropped all the way back to the 32-yard line. That was going to happen from the beginning of that play. Whether he hands it to the running back or pulls it, that play was getting blown up. Joel Russell from his right tackle position came in and wrapped up Tomlin. 9.04 left to go in the first half. Tomlin now third and 13. This is what the Lions can't really afford to do, and that's get behind schedule on offense. I mean, now you got a third and 13. That's very unlikely you pick this up. Glines is back into the ballgame. Slot right. Tucker out wide left. Sprouls is in the slot left. Presswood in the backfield. Tomlin drops straight back. Looks out to the left. And he overthrew. Glines on the sideline incomplete. I think Martin thought the ball was supposed to come to him, and that's what I was looking at. Martin just kind of stood there, but then Glines came over from his 
slot position and almost made the catch on the sideline. Yeah, Glines was open there. The line, uh, Chayton just missed him barely. As good as Tomlin's played so far, can't really fault him for missing that one. 8.35 left to go. 26-21. Your score here in the first half. And Porter will come in to punt the football away. He had a 53-yarder his last time. Campbell's going to drop back at about his 20. If I was him, I'd drop back farther. Porter's going to punt the football away, and that's a high spiral. It's going to hit at the 42, take a Lions bounce at the 30, picked up by Campbell, and Campbell stepped out of bounds at the 32-yard line. So a net on the punt of 45 yards, and Bluffton will have it first and 10 at their own 32. I don't know that he ran out of bounds. I didn't see what happened there, but he caught it on the bounce and... Didn't look like he was close to the sideline, did it? I don't know why the, the side judge blew his whistle there. The head ref is coming to find out. Um, I think he's telling him, hey, he's got to step out of bounds first before you call him out of bounds. I, I don't know if maybe, is that a high school rule that if a punt hits the ground, you can't advance it? I, I don't think so. I mean, player protection, you never know um, with the rules they change nowadays. But I think that was an inadvertent whistle. Colby Spees will take over 9 of 19 from the passing department, 178 yards. I'd really like to see the time of possession numbers, Dave, because this does not look good. Spees, inside pitch on the shovel pass, going to chase Kyles, Childs, I should say, and Childs takes it across the 35 out to the 36-yard line. I kind of had a feeling they were setting that up on that, they run that speed draw and bring the tight end underneath and... Everybody flows to the outside to try to stop quarterback running back, and that tight end inside can be a big play sometimes. Childs is the only one that they have targeted passing-wise other than Roberson. Roberson, fake handoff from Spees, and Spees keeps it across the 40, out to the 42-yard line, maybe the 43. Another really good spot by these referees there. Boy, they, they did that one didn't even look like it was close to the well, first down. Blake, and they, the, they signaled the first down. The close referee... Is at the 42. The far side referees at almost the 44, and that's where they spotted it was with the far side referee who's almost at the 44. I don't know. They've got it at the 43, but that was a. They gave him the first down, so it's first and ten at Bluffton's own 43 yard line. Spees drops straight back, looks to Mitchell to the right, then flips it back to the left to Roberson. He's going to be hit at the 45, spun away to the 50-45 in the Lions territory at the 30 and down to the 27-yard line. I'm going to tell you again, I've said this four times in this broadcast, it's a 30-yarder, but there was another hold. I mean, this referee is staring this in the face. And you can hear the crowd. They're not happy about it's it either. First and ten at the Lions' 27-yard line. The left tackle wrapped Nolan Miller up and took him to the ground as he was trying to take uh, take down the quarterback. It's It's been really bad. And the one thing about Nolan Miller, you'll never hear him complain about it. Uh, I think I hear his dad complaining about <laughs> it, though. Spees tried to take a quick snap and draw the Lions off, and now he resets the play. That's the third time a hold has resulted in a big Bluffton play that they didn't Speaks call. handoff to Mitchell. Mitchell right at the 25, and he's going to be stacked up and down immediately. Nolan Miller tried to rip that out there at the end, and it almost came loose. Uh, that's what you know. good defenders do when you got a guy stacked up. You know he's not going anywhere. Go after that football, and they had a shot at it there. Six and a half minutes left to go in this first half. 26-21. Bluffton on top of it by five, and they have the football in Lions territory at the 27. Second down, 10 yards to go after no gain by Mitchell. Spees moves Mitchell off to the right-hand side. 
Now off to the left-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Roberson in the slot. Spies is going to keep right up the middle, and he'll be dropped again behind the line of scrimmage. So moving forward right to the line of scrimmage, but Nolan Miller got him. That was a fantastic play by Nolan Miller. He had to. It was it was a read option play, but with Spies in the running back. Spies buried it in the running back's belly. Nolan made him hold on to it and then broke off the running back and made a fantastic tackle on Spies. On the pregame show, Miller talked about what he looks at when the offense goes up to the line of scrimmage, and he read it perfectly there. 5.35 left to go in the first half. Third down. Call it eight yards to go for the Beavers. Dropping back Spies, looking out to the right. He's going to be hit behind the line, spins away, gets it off to the right-hand side, complete to his tight end, Childs, but he's knocked down immediately at the 24-yard line, and they'll be shy of the first down by seven yards. That was a really good play there by Terry Callaway in the flat. Um, I'll tell you what, the the tight end made an unbelievable catch. Went up with one hand and pulled it in. Uh, he looked like a basketball player going for a rebound. Absolutely fantastic catch, but the Lions rallied to the football, turned it into a relatively tough field goal attempt. Now Watkins is going to try another 41-yard attempt, spotted at the 31 by Koch. He's already got one 41-yarder in the ball game. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. Really good kick there. I didn't think it was going to stay straight enough. I didn't either. 442 left to go in the half. Your score. It's now Bluffton 29, Mount St. Joe 21. Do you own or manage a business? Work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Gives us an opportunity here to take a look at some scores. From elsewhere, we've got Hanover defeating Rose Holman in the second quarter, 7-3. to Earlham and Anderson are still tied up at nothing-nothing in the first quarter. Mount St. Joe, well, you know what that score is right now. It's now 29-21, to Bluffton on top. College of Worcester is leading Ohio Wesleyan 35 to nothing in the third quarter, and DePauw over Hiram 34 to seven. That's in the second quarter of play. Otterbein is beating Wilmington 21 to nothing. Mount Union over Marietta 38 to three, and Franklin at the half is leading Defiance 14 to six. And that's a look at the scoreboard so far around conference play in Division III. 4.42 left to go in this first half of play. 29-21 Bluffton, and Watkins is going to kick it away. And it will be taken in by one of the upbacks for, that's Sprouls, and Sprouls is going to take it across the 25 out to the 30, and he's going to be down right at the 37-yard line. So a return of about 14 on the return. And that's where Mount St. Joe will take it over, first and 10 from their own 37-yard line. 4.35 left to go in this first half. Blake and I will talk about athletics here on the Lions campus coming up at halftime. Lions have the football first and ten. Tomlin has Presswood behind him in the backfield. Trips out to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark. Tucker, single receiver out to the left. Dropping back is Tomlin. Looking to his left. Rolls to the right and then throws it. Tried to get the ball to Sprouls. And it was incomplete. He was under a heavy rush, came right up the middle. Could have been Sprouse, could have been Nolan, or excuse me, 
A.J. Glines, who he was intending to catch that pass. Now Sprouls is going to go out to the left-hand side, slot left. Tucker's out wide left. Glines, slot right. And Roberts is wide right. Out of the spread formation. Tomlin drops straight back, looks up the middle, runs under the pocket, throws it over the middle to Glines, and it is knocked away and incomplete. Defensively, Chris Roberts and Kyle Recker right there to try to knock the football away. Isaac Zikafus, number seven, has really been non-existent in this ballgame. The Lions have done a good job of accounting for him. He lines up all over the football field. He is the defensive player of the year from a year ago here in the Heartland Conference, but he has really not done anything in this football game so far defensively. Tomlin on third and ten, drops back, runs up into the pocket, looking downfield, keeping his eyes upfield, now rolls back again, throws it up deep. He's got Roberts complete at the 40, and he caught the ball for the first down in Bluffton territory. Boy, Tomlin did a great job of stringing that play out until Roberts could get open, and he threw it up to him. Roberts went high and got the first down. Big play by the sophomore quarterback of the Lions. Gives him a first down in Bluffton territory at the 40. So Tomlin on the left-hand side sends his running back, and that's a new one, Darius Pearson, into the ballgame, a junior. And Tomlin hands it off to Pearson, and Pearson takes it up to the 41-yard line where he is dropped for about a yard loss, and now Pearson will come out, and Presswood will come back in. So Nuke back in the ballgame after the one-yard loss. Second down, 11 yards to go at the 41 of Bluffton. Three and a half minutes remaining in the half. Tomlin looks over to the side to get the play call. As the clock is running, 3.20. Now Presswood moves over to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the near hash mark. Tomlin looks to the left, complete to Roberts at the 37-yard line. Inside the 35, skips out of bounds at the 32-yard line for a gain of nine. And he's close to a first down. It'll bring up third down and call it about a yard to go. Grayson's having a pretty good game out there. That was a really good catch on that scramble drill before. Um, and then that was a nice little comeback route. Make Run through an arm tackle. Chayton did a really good job to deliver the ball on time and on target. Trips to the left, and they don't know what the play is. They looked at the sideline trying to figure it out. Now they're giving the hand motions to tell each other what the play is. Tomlin, Grayson on top. Near hash mark. Nope. Handoff goes to Presswood right up the middle. He's going to take it to the 30, and if they give him as kind of spot as they've been giving Bluffton, he's got the first down. And let's see, they did. They've given him the first down. Ball's right at the The nose of the football is on the 30, and now they're saying, yes, it is a first down, but the, the, they have not moved the chains. The referees are signaling for the clock to run, but they haven't moved the chains. I'm telling you, they have got a date someplace coming up for dinner after this game. Yeah, these uh So now the chains are spotted. And the clock is the play clock is down to ten. Tomlin drops back, looks to his right. He's going to throw it into the right corner of the end zone to Roberts, and he's going to be hit and dropped. And there'll be an there'll be a penalty called on the play for pass interference. Uh, Grayson's got to watch himself. He's chirping a little bit. Uh, it was definitely a pass interference. There's no reason to even say a word when you get up. No, and that was by Dominic Johnson, a freshman. He just got caught in no man's land. Roberts really had him beaten, and he did the only smart thing, though, Blake. He just reached out and knocked him to the ground so he couldn't catch a touchdown pass. I, I, I think the ball might have been out of the reach of uh, of Roberts out of the back of the end zone, but 
We'll take it, though, that's for sure. I think the Lions are going to try to milk this clock a little bit and keep their defense on the sideline, not try to score super quick. Roberts has got three catches today for 79 yards. So he's had easily his best day, long of 46. 2.16 left to go. Hand off to Presswood right up the middle across the 20 to the 15 and up near the 10-yard line near the 11. I'll tell you a funny story about Grayson Roberts. Grayson Roberts came in here as a wide receiver, um, and then last year they moved him to safety. So he hasn't played wide receiver in over a year, and he's starting now and obviously having a big game today. So He also played baseball here for a year. He's a good baseball player as well. Second down, a long six yards to go for the Lions at the Bluffton six-yard line, or the ten-yard line, excuse me. The mark just shy of the ten-yard line. And now Tomlin wants to use a timeout with a minute 40 left to go in the first half, and we will also. 140 left to go in the half, your score. It's Bluffton 29, Mount St. Joe 21. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6440. 41's Lenway Avenue in Cincinnati. That's the first time out taken by Mount St. Joe here in this first half with a minute 40 left to go. So they're sitting in good position. They've got two timeouts left. Down by eight at 29 to 21. Yeah, I mean, you obviously want to get a touchdown here. Um, tie it up, hopefully, with a two-point conversion. Uh, but you got to get some points and hopefully keep your defense on the sideline for the rest of the half. That would be really, really nice. Presswood still in at running back. Tucker goes out wide to the left. Sproul slot left. Glines a slot right. Ball in the near hash mark. Martin is wide right for the Lions. Tomlin, who is 5 of 9 passing for 167 yards, looks at a second down and 6 yards to go from the 11. Hand off to Presswood. Right up the middle to the 5. Down to the 3. That's exactly what they want out of Nuke there. Just get downhill. Get what the run is blocked for. That run was blocked for eight, so he picks up eight or whatever it is. I think it was seven exactly, but it's don't try to make too much happen. First and down, first down and goal from the four. Right at the four yard line is where they've got him spotted. A lot of movement on the defensive line for Bluffton. Tomlin on first and goal from the four with a minute 15 left to go. Takes all the time he can. Hands it off to Presswood. Presswood takes it down to the three where he has stopped after a yard gain. Second and goal. Good thing is, is that clock just keeps on ticking. The Lions get the ball back to start the second half as well, which is huge. So there, we could theoretically have, you know, 20, 25 minutes where the defense doesn't touch the field, counting halftime. And that's a good thing for this defense. It's been out there a lot. Time of possession has got to be definitely skewed in Bluffton's favor. Under 45 seconds and running left to go in the half. Spread formation. Presswood to the left of Tomlin. Play clock at 10. There's the snap. Tomlin tries to throw it into the corner of the end zone, and it was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Otherwise, the referee would have called pass interference. He mentioned that. He signaled that it was tipped right at the line. So 36.8 seconds to go in the half. And the Lions have third and goal from the Bluffton three-yard line. Get a six, 
ball just the tip of the ball just touching the four. Now Presswood is out of the ball game. Third and four from the four-yard line. The Lions go five wide, open it up. Trayon Taylor's into the ball game, so yeah, they're going five wide, empty backfield. They're going to call a timeout and here. Now a timeout. 36.8 seconds left to go in this first half. 29-21 the score. Bluffton on top of it by eight, but the Lions are trying to get back into position. Now here's the question. I know it's just the first half, but if you get a touchdown here, do you go for the go for the extra point or um, do you go for two? I, I try to tie the game personally. Um, if you get that, that is a completely that's a huge lift going into the second half. And if you miss it, you're still only down by a field goal. A field goal would still theoretically win the game. Um, There's a lot of mathematics to it. You know, some coaches they've even got a card as to when to go for two. That's a good thing about Tyler. He's real smart. Uh, he's got that Mount St. Joseph degree. It'll treat him right over there on the sideline for adding up simple integers. 36.8 seconds left to go. Wind blowing to the back of the Lions, although it doesn't really matter here as they've got a third and goal at the Beavers' three-yard line. Tomlin, spread formation. Three receivers out wide to the left, two wide to the right. Glines and Miller out wide to the right-hand side. Tomlin empty backfield out of the shotgun, gets the snap, looks to his right. He's going to throw the fade into the corner of the end zone to Glines, and it's incomplete over his head. And that'll bring up fourth down, and now... Ty Hopperton does not want to get away from here without any points, so he'll bring in Jerry Porter for the field goal. Uh, It's not a bad call to go with Jerry here. I mean, we know what he's done so far this year. So he'll ball. We spotted at the 10. This will be a 20-yard field goal attempt by Porter. Nothing more than an extra point here, so. 32.9 seconds left to go in the half. Snap is down. Porter puts it up. And he drilled it through the upright. So that makes it 29 to 24, the score. Bluffton on top of it by five. But as you said, Blake, the Lions will get the football to start the second half of play. Obviously, they they got to avoid making a big mistake here with 30 seconds left in the first half. Squib it down the middle of the field. Do not let them get a big return here and get in a field goal range or even possibly score a touchdown. There's no way you can allow Bluffton to score here. 29-7, 29.7 29-7, or 29.7 seconds to go in the half. 29-24 the score here at Schuler Field and a couple of other scores outside the conference. We've got Youngstown State leading Connecticut 14 to nothing. Iowa State now expanding their lead on Akron 34-14. Anything about the Michigan game today? I uh, haven't really seen it. <laughs> been, no, I'm asking you. Is there any anything you'd like to say about the Michigan well, game? They're already playing. I don't mean I haven't had a time to look into you. They play <laughs> honestly this week. The life of an SID. It's crazy. We'll talk to you about that at halftime. 29.7 seconds left to go. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson here at Schuler Field, and Porter will kick the football away. He is still perfect on the year in kicking everything. He's had a couple of touchbacks here today, and he drills that one. Just like Blake said, squibs it across the grass. Knocked away by Bluffton, but it is picked up by one of the upbacks and down right at the 30-yard line by Caden Dickey. That's perfect. That's exactly what you want to happen. So that is where 
Bluffton will have the football first and ten from their own 30-yard line. They've got no timeouts remaining, so you would almost expect the Beavers to just take a knee here and run out the first half, and looks like that's what they're going to can do. Almost, yeah, I can almost guarantee it based on this formation here. Yeah, that's what it is. So they'll line up in victory formation and end the first half of play with 27.6 seconds left to go. And he takes a knee and downs it. And Spies just immediately takes off. And he'll go to the corner of the end zone. And Bluffton will regroup. So will Mount St. Joe as they head into the halftime proceedings. With a five-point lead, Bluffton does 29-24. It has been back and forth here all afternoon at Schuler Field in this opening game of the Heartland Conference. Bluffton came in 0-2, but they're not playing like an 0-2 team. While Mount St. Joe, they've been able to move the ball offensively, but defensively they need to do a little shoring up to keep things going here in the second half of play. And they will have the ball to open up the second half of play here this afternoon. So your score right now, 29-24. Bluffton on top of it here from Schuler Field. We'll be back with our halftime festivities after these timeouts. Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, They didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments, those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hard safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. We're back at halftime at Schuler Field this afternoon where Bluffton is taking on the Mount St. Joe Lions and We get this opportunity here at halftime to talk with Blake Watson about his sports information director duties and just what's happening with some of the other athletic teams around the Mount St. Joe University campus. Blake, first of all, talk about your trek towards the SID position and just what the job entails. Well, Dave, I got here. It it was kind of crazy how I got this job here. Um, I'm still an undergraduate student at the Mount in sports management. Uh, I started co-oping in the office about two and a half years ago, and we had what people would call an interesting SID situation at that time. We had a full-time volleyball coach, 
slash halftime SID. Then we had our assistant men's basketball coach as the sports information director, neither of which had ever had experience in that job before. Um, and I worked under both of them, so because they didn't have experience, I was forced to learn a lot of things, how to do this job, basically. Um, and then last year, as I was co-oping for Justin Ray, our assistant men's basketball coach, he uh, we got to a point where it was, once basketball season started, it was very, very difficult for him to keep up on everything, and he knew that. So we went to our AD, Steve Radcliffe, and pitched the idea of me taking over on an interim basis. Um, and there was some hesitation, obviously. I'm an undergraduate student. Again, I'm not a normal undergraduate student. I'm 31 years old. I got a wife, a kid, mortgage, car payments. I'm not your normal student. Lots of life experience. I was in the Navy for six years. Um, but so we, we did that and it kind of took off. Um, it's become a full time position here where it wasn't in the past. Uh, and I believe we've done a really good job of beginning to sell this university through athletics. And, you know, I love coming to work every day. I love my job. I love talking about and to these athletes. Um, they work as hard as anybody at any level and they get nothing for it from their, for their sport. There is no athletic scholarship. So they play, they literally pay their tuition to play sports, which to me is kind of the purest form of collegiate sport. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Blake, as you, when last week when we talked to the director of communications, I mean, you work in conjunction with him, but Mm -hmm. even though you're in conjunction, you're basically your own separate unit. Is that right? Yeah, I, I operate with a lot of autonomy. I mean, I, I help to build, again, the brand of Mount St. Joseph, um, but I don't – I mean, I still report to Zach Silka, who's a wonderful boss, but he kind of lets me do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, basic guidelines that I have to follow, but for the most part, I get to kind of do my job the way I see fit. You know, the the tenor from what I've understood over the last few weeks is when Dr. Williams took over the presidency, he pretty much gave everyone, like you just said, the responsibility of their job and do your job and just keep doing it. A lot of it is here's the expectation of what we want to be. Do your job and get us there. Um, and, and that, I think, is giving a lot of people a lot more ownership over their positions Whereas before it was just a job for a lot of people, a lot of people are taking, especially I know me and a lot of people in athletics, are taking their job a lot more seriously. And it's, you know, it's all about me. You know what I mean? It's it's your job. It You own it. It's not, you know, <laughs> it's D3 level. People aren't worried about getting fired for losing seasons necessarily. You have time to build programs. You have time to take ownership over your program, which is great. And Dr. Williams has been fantastic for that and fantastic for the athletics department. Sports information, a lot of people think, okay, you're doing the programs for Saturday afternoon football, but there's a lot of other sports that you have to be responsible for. Yeah, we have 22 sports at the Mount, counting cheerleading and dance. Um, I run the website for every one of those sports. I write previews and recaps for all of those sports, um, every event. We try to, I mean, things slip through the cracks. We miss things, but we try to do everything. Um, I do the, all the stats that you'll see on the website come through my office. Um, between myself and my co-ops, we stat most games. Um, we are a game, 
pseudo game day operations managers at every game, like for football, soccer, whatever we're out on the that shoulder field for me or my guys that are on site run the press box um, with little to no help. We we kind of manage that whole area. Um, but we do a lot more than people. I mean, liaise with the local media when when they want to come to a game or whatever. They want to get on the sideline. Um, a lot of communication back and forth between other people in my position at different universities, giving them what they need, getting what we need from them, putting together stuff. It's 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 a lot of work, but and, it's awesome. And how many do you have working on your staff? Uh, there's me and two co-ops. Uh, one of my co-ops, James Vincent, he, this is his second year with me. He started in December of last year. When I got the, the job, he kind of took my spot in the co-op office. Um, and then starting this fall, we just hired Darian Bradley, who's also a men's volleyball player here at the Mount. Um, Darian's got a crazy story. He's come all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada to Cincinnati, Ohio to play men's volleyball at the D3 level. But he, they're both wonderful, wonderful kids. They work their tails off. We had, last weekend, we had eight home events on Saturday, four women's volleyball games that kicked off at 11 o'clock, two soccer games that kicked off at 11 o'clock, 11 and then a 1.30. Um, women's tennis match, and we capped the night off with our first home football game of the year, which in and of itself can be extremely stressful. And you saw me running back and forth in the press box during the game. Um, and my guys handled themselves unbelievably. I left them alone on things. They did their own thing. Yeah. I absolutely couldn't do this job without two very good co-ops. And you said you're you're still working at uh, being an undergrad. Now I know I've texted you a few times. You've been in class, so I know you're going to class. What are you studying? Sports management. Um, so I went to two or three different institutions around here: community college, technical schools, on the VA, like on my post 9/11 GI Bill, just to. For one, just to go to school, just for something to do. Mm-hmm. And I never found what I really wanted to do. I've had, I've, my degree path has been marketing, uh, criminal justice, uh, legal studies, um, English, history. Like I've had 17 different major decisions. And then I was sitting with my wife one day, and these were all at small schools. We were sitting, and I live 10 minutes from Mount, grew up here. And I was just looking at the mountain, saw a data sports management uh, degree path. And, like, when I was in boot camp, the kid, they called me ESPN because I knew all these things about <laughs> sports. So, like, I've sat and I thought, I'm like, you know what, I'm never going to be happy in life if my job doesn't in some way revolve around sport. Like, it's just, it'll just be a job. And when I found that, I decided to go. Since then, it's been nothing but good things in my life. We're at halftime talking with Blake Watson, the sports information director here at the Mount. Blake, let's talk about some of the teams that are going on right now. Women's volleyball is having a very successful season. Yeah, uh, our new women's volleyball coach, Abby Smith, who was previously the assistant at Denison University, um, she came in and took over a program that was kind of down um, and a lot of expectation. I think we were picked to finish seventh or eighth preseason in our conference. Um and they have far surpassed ex- expectations so far. Um, they're on a seven or eight game winning streak right now. They're, I think they lost their first two games out of the gate and haven't lost since. And talking to Coach Smith and the girls, they believe that they 
probably if they played those two teams they lost to would beat them right now because it was the first two games they didn't know how they were going to play together. Um, that that program has really taken off quickly under Coach Andy Smith, and it's a real testament to how hard she works. And they're participating in a tournament down in uh, Tennessee this weekend, I believe. Yeah, I believe they left for uh, Marysville, Tennessee. So I think they play – I know one of the teams they play is really, really good, top 15 in the nation down there. I don't know exactly the name of the team off the top of my head, though. All right, how about soccer? What's happening with that? Uh, men's soccer is off to a solid start. They actually lost their first – match on Thursday. Uh yeah, Thursday they lost their first match. Um they're two one and one our men's team is. Oh, they're off to a solid start of the year. They were picked to finish fourth in our conference to start the year. Um our women's soccer team's playing very well. They are uh right now for the first time in I believe program history ranked in the top five in the Great Lakes region. Um and Two spots above them in the third spot is Mount Union, who we played and had a really good opportunity to beat. Um, so our, our women's soccer team is definitely competing with some of the top teams in the nation. Uh, they've only lost one game on the year. I think they're 4-1-1, one, and one, something around there. Um, but they're off to a very, very, very good start. And what other sports are happening right now? Uh, women's tennis got off to a good start under head coach Chuck Murray, who's been here since I think they built the school. Um, <laughs> he's our head baseball coach for 20 years, I think, and now he's the head tennis, women's tennis coach. They got off to a solid start. They're really young. Um, his top returner is a sophomore and four or five freshmen that play. Um, so they're going to be good. He's just – it may be a bit of a struggle this year. But, you know, they're grinding. They're getting wins where they can. Um, what else is going on right now? Oh, our men's and women's golf programs are playing right now. Um, men's golf is actually off this weekend. Women's golf is headed to Manchester, Indiana um, to play in a tournament. Our women's golf program had also been down the past few years. Uh, and then our men's head coach, Joe Sparhawk, he took that over. Um, he's now running both men's and women's golf programs. And for the previous two years, they didn't have enough golfers to, to qualify as a team score which you need five golfers at the college level to qualify a team score, and we didn't, we never qualified a team score the past few years. Their first tournament, which we hosted at Miami Whitewater Golf Club, um, state line shootout, we finished second. And we had the individual champion, which and a sophomore, Emma Schrand, who is the first time she's ever won a tournament in her life. So that, that program is going to be really, really good in a couple of years. Joe, Coach Sparhawk uh, does a very good job recruiting golfers. And now you're doing games with me. Do you ever get a chance to see your family? When they come to games. <laughs> no, in reality, like soccer games, for the most part, I mean, I don't have to be at I enjoy being at them, It's not, but it's not a necessity. My guys are fully capable of running an event on their own. So, yeah, I get time at home, but I also love this job, and I want to be here, and I want to show this, the soccer team that I care as much as I do about the football team. It's it's not one the one sport for me. Um but yeah, it's, it's, it's a struggle, especially at the beginning of fall and the beginning of spring, because you never know whether, um, spring's the worst, because baseball rains out games all the time. They move games to within 24 hours notice. Uh, but yeah, we get through it, and that is what my wife understands that I love my job, and, and we make it work. Blake, thanks for explaining everything here at halftime. Thanks, Dave. Blake and I will be back with second half of this afternoon's ballgame after this timeout.
If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.com. You hear that early learning is a business issue. Here's how. When babies and young children grow up with plenty of positive, high-quality learning experiences, they're much more likely to become productive, contributing members of society. That's important to the business world, which depends on skilled and educated employees to succeed. For more about the business connection, go to bestbeginningsalaska.org. Early learning, it's everybody's business. This message brought to you by Best Beginnings and this station. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson, back here at Schuler Field in Mount St. Joe University. 29-24, Bluffton on top of it. They got out 3 to nothing on a 27-yard field goal by Jordan Watkins with 12-15 left to go in the first quarter of play. And that broke the seal on this afternoon's ball game. But then with 8-15 left to go in the first quarter, Corey Hastings took it in from a yard out. Jerry Porter added the extra point, and it was 7-3, Mount St. Joe. Bluffton came back to make it a one-point ball game on a Watkins 41-yard field goal with 2.44 left to go in the first quarter. But then Mount St. Joe fumbled the kickoff. Bluffton, just about a minute 20 after they scored the 41-yard field goal, added a one-yard touchdown run by Kobe Spies, and they led it with a minute 26 left to go in the quarter, 13-7. to But then Mount St. Joe came right back, and Kendall Sproul caught a 55-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin. Jerry Porter added the extra point, and Mount St. Joe had the lead at the end of one by a score of 14-13. to Mount St. Joe then added another touchdown on a 33-yard pass from Tomlin to D.J. Martin. And with 13-16 left to go in the half, Mount St. Joe had an eight-point lead. But then Bluffton came back on a two-yard run by Tim Booth. Watkins added the extra point, and it was 21-20. Then with 9.58 left to go in the half, Bluffton scored another one on a 55-yard fumble recovery by Micah Roberson. Two-point conversion pass by Kobe Spees failed, and Bluffton led it 26-21. to They then added a 41-yard field goal attempt with 4.42 left to go in the half, and they led it 29-21. to Jerry Porter then ended the half with a 20-yard field goal, and that's where we stand right now. 29-24 your score here at halftime, and we'll take a look at some of the stats coming up right after this timeout. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mom. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Back here at Schuler Field, Blake Watson along with Dave Mitchell, and we have got a 29-24 to halftime lead by Bluffton, and 
Blake, you wanted to know what the time of possession was. Well, it is definitely in the favor of Bluffton. 22 minutes to 7 minutes for Mount St. Joe in that first half. Uh, yeah, again, we talked about it in the onset of the game. Uh, Lions got to figure out a way to stop the run and get off the field on third down. And they haven't done that so far. Um, but the biggest thing has been our offense. It's just scoring too quickly. Uh, other than that last drive of the game, I think our our touchdown three, or three touchdown drives averaged less than probably 60 to 70 seconds apiece. Well, we, first, I'm sorry. First downs, Bluffton's got 14, Mount St. Joe 8. And passing-wise, so far in the ballgame, uh, you're looking at total yards of 283 for Bluffton compared to 180 for Mount St. Joe. Something's got to be done about that. Yeah, and a lot of it is because they've had a couple extra possessions um, with the with the turnovers on the kickoffs. Our, the Lions have done a good job of, of stopping Bluffton or scoring themselves and then they give the ball back. Um, two kickoffs, which was, that can't happen. One of them returned instantly for a touchdown. Well, Mount St. Joe is going to get the opening kickoff in the second half as they won the coin toss at the beginning of the game and then deferred. So they will be getting the opening kickoff here in the second half. It gives us an opportunity to take a look at some scores around the conference here this afternoon. With our score right now being 29-24. to at halftime, Bluffton on top of it. Earlham is leading Anderson 16-3 to in the Heartland Conference. Hanover is upsetting Rose Holman by a score of 15-10 to in the second quarter. Outside the conference, it is Otterbein over Wilmington 28 to nothing. College of Worcester is beating up on Ohio Wesleyan 38-14. to And elsewhere, Mount Union is hammering Marietta 52-3, to while DePauw is doing the same thing to Hiram 48-7. to Franklin over Defiance in the other Heartland Conference game, 28-6, to and that is in the third quarter. So you're up to date as far as scores are concerned. Bluffton will kick the football off. Mount St. Joe will be going from left to right across your computer screen to start things off. And it's a high short kick taken in at the 25, 35-yard line, out to the 40 to the 41-yard line on the play. Again, that short little pooch kick. Vine's um, got a player down. That was Matt Colin who took in that kick. That's the second time that he's had to take one in. He's a freshman backup quarterback, and I can't tell who that is. Number 42 is the one player down for the Lions. And that is Jason Hogebeck. Yeah, Hogebeck, freshman linebacker. Out of Northwest High School in Cincinnati, and he is on the ground writhing right now, and that gives us an opportunity to take a timeout. We've just begun the third quarter, 14.56 left to go, 29.24, Bluffton on top of it. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, he got up and walked off under his own power, so as we look at this one, 1456, Mount St. Joe starts out first and 10 from their own 40-yard line. The market is shy of the 40. Tomlin, still in a quarterback, of course, and he has got 
Looks like Hastings in the backfield with him right now. Trips out to the near side. Ball on the far hash mark on first and ten. Take handoff off play action. Throws out to Tucker up the left-hand side. Through his hands and incomplete. Not a great route by Tucker there. He uh, he kind of faded on his break. He didn't snap at all. And Chain expected him to snap it straight to the sideline. And he kind of just faded towards it and it threw off the timing a touch. Tomlin was 5 of 11 in the first half. 167 yards and two TDs. But he was Mr. Big Play in that first half. Second down, 10 from the 40-yard line. Tayton, Tomlin, drops back, play action, looks out to the right, then goes to the left, and Glines got tied up with the official and a couple of defensive backs from Bluffton, and the ball falls incomplete. And it's third down, 10 yards to go. Bluffton came with a blitz from the linebacker on the inside, and Tomlin had to scamper to get away from that and just threw off balance. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Tucker is out wide left on third down 10. Dropping straight back to Tomlin. Looking to his left. He's going to throw to his left. And Tucker, and it was almost intercepted on the play by Bluffton's Stefan Kozawoski. A really good break on that ball by the corner. Kozawoski, um, Chayton staring down the receiver there. Made it kind of an easy play for him. The Lions were really lucky that didn't go the other way. I'm impressed you attempted to even say that last name. I wouldn't have if you didn't just say it. 14.40 left to go, and it's a quick three and out for Mount St. Joe. Here comes the MVP, Jerry Porter, onto the field. Porter will kick the football away, and it's a high end over end sidewise kick that will hit at the 25 inside the 15, inside the 10, the 5, and roll out of bounds at the 2. Jerry Porter is a savant right now when it comes to kicking the football. That is a 58-yard punt, Blake, with no return. I can't say anything else about Jerry Porter. I'm in love the kid. He's awesome. What a fantastic kick. So Bluffton is pinned all the way back inside their two-yard line to open up the second half of play. And they come out, break the huddle on the sideline, and they'll come up in a no huddle and look at the ball just touching the two-yard line. And every time I think of a two-yard line drive, I think of John Elway against the Browns years ago. The drive. It still makes me sick. Fourteen and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. Bluffton with the lead in the football by five at their own two. Spies, handoff up the middle, and the running back, that's Campbell, got hit at the line of scrimmage, got away from the tackle, and then bounced outside and is taken down at the five after a three-yard gain. It's a way to keep his legs churning. Uh, Campbell ran through the first arm tackle and, and made a little bit out of nothing there. It really wasn't blocked well at all. Now they'll give him out across the 10, maybe to the 11-yard line. So it's second down, six yards to go after a four-yard gain. Now Roberson, who caught six passes in that first half for 141 yards, goes out slot right. That's the short side of the field. Now he'll move in motion to the far side. Handoff goes to Campbell up the middle. He'll be hit, looked like by Applewhite, and dropped right there. They they blew that dead. Excuse saying, me, Applegate. They saying his forward progress was stopped right before the ball popped out for the Lions. So that'll take it up to the nine yard line, and it's third down, three yards to go. Here's one of them spots we've been talking about all day. The Lions got to figure out a way to get off the field on third down. It's either going to be a run or they're going to be looking for 
uh, Michael Roberson. Well, yeah, you've got to account for Roberson right now. And he's in the slot, lined up against the safety. It's a good matchup for him. Spees with Campbell to his left. He's going to throw the ball. Drops back. Now he's going to run it up the middle to the 10. He's got the first down. And when he got the first down, he just immediately went down because it looked like he was going to get hammered by Corey Harden. He looked at that matchup and said, I don't think I want anything to do with that. He barely got the first down. I'm really surprised. These referees haven't measured a single first down. They barely had him there. I mean, So it's out to the 13-yard line is where they've got him spotted. First down, 10 yards to go for Bluffton. 12.45 left to go in the third quarter. Beavers with a five-point lead, 29-24. Handoff, fake handoff. Now it goes to Campbell. Campbell around the right side to the 15, to the 20, on the left side, to the 25, 26-yard line. <laughs> Gain of 13 yards on that carry by Campbell and a first down. Nate Stone had a good shot at blowing that up in the backfield and just missed the tackle. Uh, he did a good job of chasing it down from the back, though. Or that could have been a big game. That's the best run of the day by Campbell. And Campbell's signaling over the sideline. He wants somebody to come in for him. That was the longest run, 13 yards, and he's winded. Moves off to the left-hand side of Spies. Spies on the option. He's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be hit by Nolan Miller and dropped at the 21. Again, Nolan Miller makes him make a decision that he didn't want to make. Um, he probably wanted to hand it to the running back there, but if he did, it gets blown up too. Nolan, that right tackle for Bluffton is no match for Nolan Miller right now. Loss of three yards on the play. And it brings up second down and 13 yards to go for Bluffton. Moving off to the left-hand side, Dickey is into the ball game now. As Campbell had to leave the ball game. Fake hand off to Dickey. Spies is looking right over the middle, and he threw it off to the right-hand side, and it is complete. To his receiver, Espicia, and Espicia caught it at the 37, 38-yard line and a first down. It's a really good throw. Um, I thought the Lions were going to be able to get home and get a sack there, but just just a tick late. And Spies is doing a good job in the pocket of yep. just moving right or left. Real subtle movements, absolutely. Um, just buying himself just an extra second or two here and there. Dickey, the single setback, moves to the left ball on the far hash mark of Spies. Spies, a couple of slaps of the hand. He did, does a lot of hand gestures at the line. Fake handoff, a play action, throw up the middle, and there's miscommunication between the receiver and the quarterback there because Spies threw it about 30 yards over the head of the intended receiver. So it brings up second down and 10 yards to go. 11.04 remaining in this third quarter of play. Great crowd here this afternoon. It is just Absolutely gorgeous. If we could bottle this weather up and put it in sometimes toward late October, I think we should do it. I would absolutely take it. So ball at the 39-yard line, second down, 10 yards to go for Bluffton. Fake handoff to Dickey. Spies looks up the middle, now dumps it off to Dickey. Flag in the backfield. It's going to be a hold, but Dickey is going to run it into Bluffton territory to the 40, inside the 35, down to the 34-yard line. But there is finally going to be a holding call against the interior of that Bluffton offensive line. And that will bring all the way back. 27-yard reception, but it's going to bring it all the way back on the hold. Dave, I'm not going to lie, it's about time. <laughs> that would have been a, the fifth time Bluffton has gotten a big play and gotten away with a blatant hold in the middle of the line. Um, I mean, that would have been a 25-yard run if they didn't call that play. And it's only happened because of the hold. 
if, if that guy doesn't hold, our guy probably makes a tackle. Well, and all honest, you can't blame the Bluffton offensive lineman for doing it either because it's not being called. Absolutely. That's the first hold call in the game, not against the Lions or or the Beavers. So I would continue to do it as well, make them make the call. Yeah, absolutely. You've just got to continue to make them make it. So that brings it up second down and 20 yards to go. Fake handoff, Spice off play action, dumps it out to the right. That thing might have been partially hit, or his arm got hit on the throw. He was trying to go to Roberson, and it was a dying quail. When Roberson got tangled up, I don't think the outside receiver, I think, ran the wrong route. He was running like a like a ten yard post. Um, Roberson was supposed to come underneath of him, but they got to the same spot at the same time. Roberson got knocked off his spot a little bit. I threw off the timing of that route quite a bit. Ball at the twenty nine yard line in Bluffton territory. Third down and twenty yards to go. Dickey still the single setback. Receivers out wide on both sides. Roberson is slot left. Absolutely have to get off the field here. Dropping back, Spees looking down the field. Now down the middle. Throws it out to the right side, and it is complete to the receiver on the right side, and they're going to say, no, he was out of bounds. Well, they're really lucky because the safety tried to come over the top and knock the ball down and should have just made a play. Like, he tried to jump up and get the ball at its apex, and it almost cost the Lions. He almost made a beautiful sideline catch. Adam Duncan. Fantastic throw by Spies. That was. That's a bad play by the safety. You can't have that. And he had the first down. If he'd have been able to bring his feet down inbounds, he had the first down. But it'll be punting time now for Watkins and Bluffton with 10.25 left to go in this third quarter. Slow snap from center. Watkins is going to get it away, though. A high spiral. It's going to hit at the 20, 37 inside the 30. The Tucker's just going to let it bounce, and it'll be downed at the 25-yard line with 10-14 left to go in the third. The, the pace of this game slowed down quite a bit for sure. Um, the Lions were trying to turn it into a track meet early, and Bluffton just kept grinding it out. Now it's for both teams. It's kind of slowing down. That last drive of the first half, the Lions showed a little more commitment to running the football, um, a little more commitment to just being more methodical with their offense, try to keep the defense fresh, and I think it's paid off for them so far. That long break we talked about before the halftime has definitely helped this defense. Hastings in at the running back position now for the Lions. Martin is out wide left. Wide right is Roberts. Single setback is Hastings. Tomlin, the quarterback, on first and 10 from the 25. Hands it off to Hastings. Across the 25, out to the 30, to the 31. 32-yard line is where they'll spot him after a 7-yard gain. And it brings up second and three. Same thing we said about Presswood early in the first half. That's that's exactly what Hastings has got to do. How many times have we said it the previous two weeks? His shoulders need to be square with the line of scrimmage, and they were there. He gained 7 yards. So it's second down three, ball at the 32-yard line. The Lions looking to go ahead in this ball game, down by five, 29-24. Tomlin out of the shotgun on play action, throws it out to Roberts at the 35, skips a tackle to the 40, and run out of bounds at the 45-yard line, and a flag thrown by the back judge on the tackle. It might have been a face mask. It's either a face mask or a late head out of bounds. He was, I think he might have been a step out of bounds when that last guy dove on the pile. Roberts had the first down as he struggled forward to the... They're going to spot him at the 44-yard line is where they'll knock him out of bounds, and the officials are conferring and talking things over. And it will be... He's doing a lot of talking, <laughs> but no hand signals. Now he signals that it's a personal foul. 
against Bluffton. So another 15 yards tacked onto the end of the run from the 43, and it will take it into Bluffton territory. And they will spot it at the 41-yard line of the Beavers. That was First another check there by Tomlin. It was a check with me route. He told Grayson basically just turn around and I'll throw the ball to you. Um, Tomlin's changed their defense a little bit here. Tomlin? Fake handoff to Hastings. He bobbled the snap or bobbled the handoff, and then Hastings managed to get right back on top of it before Bluffton could recover the football. Yeah, that's that's a risky run with uh, with the read option stuff. And Hastings is coming off the field now. He's not happy with himself. Presswood is back into the ball game. Loss of a yard back to the 42-yard line of Bluffton. Second and 11. Clock running, 8.50 remaining in the third. Handoff to Presswood. Presswood's going to be hit behind the line straight up at the 46-yard line for a loss of four. That's Isaac Zickafoos. It's the first time we've called his number today. It's the first time I've heard his name called. Uh, I mean, the kid's a really good player, but the Lions have done a really good job of negating his impact so far. We're going five wide here on the third and long. I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions get close to this if it's four-down territory. Nick Murphy is into the ballgame now. They really like this young freshman out of Georgia. Murphy into the ballgame for the first time, it appears. Now Tomlin rolls out to the right, looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball up the sideline, and it is incomplete. The referee threw his hat. Somebody was out of bounds. And Glines is down on the sideline. I'm not sure which player was out of bounds because there were two receivers in the area. I'm not 100% sure how that wasn't pass interference as Glines went up. He got crushed. And he's over on the sideline trying to catch his breath. The ball was a little above his head, but he can't catch it if he's getting hit in the side of the helmet in the middle of the air. I don't understand how that wasn't a penalty. But 8.08 to go in this third quarter. It's suddenly become a defensive struggle in this ballgame, 29-24. And Porter will punt it away from his own 46-yard line. High end-over-end kick. The Campbell is going to fair catch at the 20-yard line. And that's where Bluffton will have it at their own 20. With 8.02 left to go in the third quarter, your score. Bluffton 29, Mount St. Joe 24. Same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. So Bluffton has it first and 10 at their own 20-yard line after the pump by Porter. Handoff goes to Dickey around the right side to the 25. He's out to the 29-yard line. Gain of nine on the play. They're going to spot him at the 30. That's the same play they've gotten. Nolan Miller's blown up three, three or four times in a row in the backfield. That time he was there, and the quarterback handed off just before he got there. Running back was able to make it miss. Boy, they gave him the first down. They gave him progress out to the 30-yard line. It's... So it's first and ten. <laughs> you can't say anything. Uh, yeah, you can't. I mean, they have no clue where they're spotting the football. None. Dropping back his piece on first down at the 30. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is caught by Roberson. Boy, that is an NFL catch there by Roberson into Mount St. Joe territory at the 40. 30-yard reception by Roberson. And the cornerback had great coverage. Actually, I think that's Gavin Edmondson, our safety, but 
had great coverage, just couldn't get his head around. Has to get his head around and find the football. If he turns around, he, he picks that off. Boy, you just cannot cover him any better unless, like you said, turn his head around. And it's first down and ten in the Lions territory, and the Beavers are on the move. Spees with Dickey in the backfield. Moving in motion. They had two men in motion, but no flag. And the throw is going to be comes. thrown out to Espicia. And, yeah, you're right. Then the flag came. They had two receivers moving in motion, and then the one sat, but the other one did not get reset. And guess who was right in front of the referee? They didn't, he didn't throw a flag. It had to be the line judge. So that'll be, and they're going to continue to talk about it. And two men in motion at the same time. It's man in motion. And they'll move it back, I believe. Or are they saying that? The Lions declined the penalty, which is Okay. Did they decline it, or was there no penalty? No, they called the penalty um, because they switched it to second down. All right, so yes, you're right. Technically, it was a pre-snap penalty, so I don't know that it should have been able to be declined. Anyway, it's second down 10 from the Lions 40. Dickey moves in motion. He moves up to the side of Spees. Spees drops right back. Now runs out to the right-hand side, looking upfield. Pump fakes. He's going to be hit at the 35-yard line and slides out of bounds at about the 34-yard line. He was being chased by Corey Harden. So Spees takes it down inside the 35 to the 34. And it will bring up third down and call it five yards to go. With 6.35 and running left to go in the third quarter, it's a five-point Bluffton lead, and they're on the move third and call it a short five, a long four. Dickey to the right, ball on the far hash mark, trips out to the near side, Spees drops back, looks up the middle, man, it dropped the ball, and then he had to fall down on top of it, and he was hit immediately by Harden and Applegate. And Zach Taylor who was in on that tackle also. Takes it all the way back to the 41-yard line. Loss of six. Second sack of the afternoon for the Lions. And it brings up fourth down and 11 and punting time now for Watkins and the Beavers. That's a huge play by the Lions defense there. Third and manageable. um, And they find a way to get off the field. I think you say Spice dropped the ball. I couldn't see it real well. But uh, Harden was there to to be opportunistic and fall on him. Slow snap from center again, but Watkins is going to get it away. And it will hit at the 10 and take a bounce, and they will down it. The Beavers will down the football at the one-yard line. I think they're marking it at the two, but what's the difference? 40-yard punt by Watkins. That's easily his best of the day. Yeah, his average is now about 22. You could almost time the snaps from center to the punter, Blake, with a sundial. I was going to say hourglass, but yeah, it's definitely that slow. It's like it's, you know, it's got a, like it's got a parasail on its I'm back. I'm kind of surprised we're not going after it after the coaches have noticed that. So it's first and ten for the Lions. They're going to spot it at the two-yard line, and that's where they've got it backed up again, that two-yard line. Got to avoid a bad play here. It reminded me of that all day long. Quarterback center exchange got to be important here. If he hands it to the running back, it's got to be solid. Presswood in the backfield. Now check that. It's Hastings, and Hastings is going to carry it out to the three, maybe the four to the five-yard line. He just kept his legs moving out to the five with 5.26 to go in the third. While I've got a moment, got to take this opportunity to wish my younger son Patrick a happy birthday. It's his 30th. 
He's the girls' basketball coach at Strasburg High School up in central Ohio, so happy birthday to him. Him and his wife are on the way to the Browns and Ravens game tomorrow for a birthday present. So that brings up second down and six. Happy birthday, Patrick. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin runs into the end zone, gets away from the rush, now throws it out to the left, complete to Robertson. Does that complete at the 15-yard line as he tippy-toed along the sideline? They'll put him at the 14, and that's close to a first down. And it will you, be a first down. I can tell you what, Coach Caleb Coral's heart dropped on that one. <laughs> Jaden is he's a bit of an improvist back there. He likes to he likes to do his own thing, but he almost gave up two points there. And he was calm as a cucumber doing it. So on first down, handoff to Hastings around the right side, and there's going to be a flag down, and Hastings' helmet popped off. They got him out to the 20. That's a five-yard game, but I think they're going to call a hold on the interior of the Mount St. Joe offensive line. You know, that's one thing I never... This is a... That's a hold against the Lions, so I'll knock them back half the distance to the goal line. That's one college football rule I don't understand. These kids go to school... Spend all this money to get this education, and they can't figure out how to put their helmet on in between plays. <laughs> that's that's the one rule I don't get. They've got to come out of out of the game for a play just to put their helmet on. It's, it's crazy. Some of the NCAA rules are hilarious. So that makes it all the way back to they've got it spotted at the seven yard line, just to the left of us. Mount Saint Joe going from left to right across your computer screen. And it will bring up first down and 17 yards to go. Tomlin long snap. Play action. He's going to throw it up the right side to Roberts on single coverage. And Roberts caught the ball. Is the inbounds? Yes. At the 40, make it the 39-yard line. 22-yard reception for Roberts. And what a throw by Tomlin, but an even greater catch by Roberts. And now I believe there's going to be a penalty on number 27 for Bluffton this evening. I don't know if it was a taunt or... Uh, some kind of unsportsmanlike conduct, I believe. He, he made a comment to the ref, I think. Um, I think that's Grayson's sixth catch for almost 100 yards, touchdown. He's having a big day. Absolutely. Boy, he, just before that catch, he had five for 63 yards. So he had that catch. He's got six now for about 85 yards here this afternoon. Unsportsmanlike conduct called against Bluffton. So they'll tack that on to the end of the play. 15-yard penalty, and it puts it into Bluffton territory at the Beavers' 48-yard line. 4.05 remaining in the third. Again, a five-point lead for the Beavers. Trips out to the far side. Empty backfield now for the Lions. Tomlin barking out the signals on first and 10 from the Bluffton 48. He drops back, looks to his left. He's going to run it up the middle, got a lot of room to the 45, to the 40, cuts it to the near side, 35 to the 30, and steps out of bounds. Great block up the field, and now they're going to call a flag. Not sure what the flag was, but Tomlin looked like a great peel black block, but that may be illegal on what he did. Uh, it was, I believe it's going to be after the play. He got up and was a little demonstrative in the kid's face. Um, We'll see what they call here, but I'm almost sure it's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct on the Lions. That's Trayon Taylor, the sophomore wide receiver from Winter Park, Florida, that had a great block. And I didn't see what he did after the play. 
But this referee, he does a lot of talking before he ever. It's an unsportsmanlike penalty against Taylor. So that'll, it is a first down, but that'll knock them back another 15 yards. It basically negates the play that Chayton just made. Turns it back to, it was a 14 or 15 yard run, 15 yard penalty. We end up in the same spot with first down pretty close. You can blame a lot of that on youth, but there are some times where you're just better off just staying away from things, and Taylor may have been better off on that. But he still made a great play on the block that opened up another five yards for Tomlin. Yeah, it was a good play, but it was just a bad ending. It was a little dirty to hit, I think. I mean, he went a little high. Uh, that's why he decleated the guy and felt like he could. Empty backfield. Uh, now Tomlin's going to throw it out to the left-hand side, and he threw it shy of Sproul's incompleted about the 40. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 44-yard line in Bluffton territory. 3.26 remaining in this third quarter. A lot of changes now offensively for Bluffton. They bring Hastings in at the running back position. Glines is back in. Roberts out wide right, trips to the far side. Ball on the near hash mark. Tomlin looking things over. He's got Hastings right behind him to the left. And he'll take the snap. Hand off to Hastings, right up the gut. He'll take it down to the 42, maybe the 41-yard line. Gain of three on the play. With 3.18 remaining to go. You know, the way Hastings has run the football this afternoon, Blake, I think the Lions could just stick with him for a few plays and see what he could do. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see a lot of them there for, for a good portion of the first half. But now he's five carries, 50 yards. Um, he's running it pretty well. He is. Ball just shy of the 40. They'll call it the 41-yard line. Third down, seven yards to go. Hastings to the right of Tomlin on the near hash mark. Good snap. Hayes, Tomlin drops back, throws it out to Roberts. Complete, and then he got hit from behind and dropped the football. Boy, that would have been a spectacular catch by Roberts. And the NFL would have been a flag for hit high on a defenseless receiver, too. So it's fourth down, seven yards to go, and Porter's coming into the ball game to punt it away. I said it a minute ago, this game has grinded to a halt. Completely. Yeah, it's got The Major really League Baseball close. playoffs are right. Yep, completely it has grinded to a halt. So Porter will come in to punt the ball away from his own 41. Roberson back set to return. High, nice punt by Porter. That'll hit inside the 20, but take a bluffed and bounce back outside the 20 and downed at about the 24-yard line. That's the first time all year that a ball has bounced Jerry Porter's way. 2.33 left to go in the third quarter. It's 29-24, Bluffton. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at Schuler Field. 2.33 left to go in this third quarter of play. And a hand on a shovel pass going to Chase. And Chase, the tight end for Bluffton, takes it across the 25 out to the 28-yard line for a gain of four on the reception. And it's second and six. Speaks 15 of 29. He's struggling. He came in averaging about 53% completion ratio in the ballgame. 
But this is the first game that Bluffton is going to enter the fourth quarter with an opportunity to win. There's two minutes left to go in the third. Spees, handoff. Dickey, no, he fakes the handoff, goes off to Spees. Spees is going to take it across the 30, and he's going to be down at the 33-yard line. Gain of four on the play, and it's third down and two. Nolan Miller on the stop for the Lions. Um, made a pretty good play there. It was a good read by Speech not to hand it to the running back. That would have been blown up for three or four-yard loss. Make it third and one. They've got him out to the 33. They've got to get just outside the 34-yard line. Dickey, the single setback. Speech at the line, calling out the plays. Long snap. Now he takes the snap. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. Complete to his running back. To the 40, to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, to the 15. And he's going to be down at the 10-yard line on the completion to Hunter Morrison. His first catch of the day. The junior 150-pounder from Buckeye Valley out of Powell. That was a really bad play by Tavon Robertson. Uh, and a really good throw by Spies, um to, to realize that he had single covers across the board, uh, zero covers, no safety over the top, and threw a quick slant, and he almost scored on it. One minute left to go. It is first and ten from the ten-yard line. First and goal from the ten-yard line as they've got it spotted just inside. Spies, hand off to Roberson around left end. He'll be hit at the ten and dropped right there. Roberson may be an outstanding receiver. He's not a great runner. Well, I mean, they're, they're using, putting him in a bad spot as a runner. As soon as he comes across the field, everybody knows he's getting the football. And the Lions are keying on him. Tell you one thing, though. As good as Roberson is, Roberts for the Lions has put on equally a show today. Yeah. He, Grayson's had a really good game. Um, Michael Roberson's had a little bit bigger impact on the yards category, but... Dickson's made a couple really big catches. Dickey in the backfield. Spees looks up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped, but he got the pass off just in time. Trying to go to Dickey over the middle, but he bounced it at his feet, and it brings up third and goal. That's because he had Corey Harden holding him around the waist. Big old Corey's not not easy to throw with him hanging on you. So 9.8 seconds left to go in this third quarter. 29-24 Bluffton with the five-point lead. And Spies taking plenty of time. Play clock down inside 15. Now he'll back up after getting the play call. Play clock now under five. And now Spies is going to use a timeout with 9.8 seconds left to go in this third quarter. We'll keep it right here. 29-24. Mount St. Joe down on the scoreboard by five points. And it is a big third and goal play for Bluffton. Franklin right now leading Defiance 35 to 12 in their ball game. DePaul over Hiram 48 to 7 as we take a look at some scores. Mount Union over Marietta 52 to 3. College of Worcester beating Ohio Wesleyan 38-14. That's in the third quarter. 28 nothing Otterbein over Wilmington at the half. And in an upset almost at the half, it's Hanover defeating Rose Holman 15 to 10. Earlham has got a 16-3 lead over Anderson. That is at the half also. 29-24 the score here. Bluffton on top of it. They use their first timeout of this second half. And they've got the ball at the 10-yard line of the Lions. Third and goal. 
And a big defensive play right now for the Lions. Yeah, got to figure out a way to get a stop here, make them kick a field goal at the very minimum. A turnover would be huge right now if the Lions could figure it out. Spies moves Dickey over to the left-hand side. Ball on the near hash mark. Roberson in the slot right. He's looking at Roberson. Spies is going to throw it to the left, and it is intercepted. Intercepted on the play by Tavon Robertson out to the five, and he will be dropped at about the eight-yard line. Ball got tipped in the air, and Robertson came down with it. I believe I just said that'd be a big play, didn't I, Dave? Uh, Lions got capitalized right now. They got to figure this thing out. Um, run the football, be consistent, keep your defense on the sidelines, and punch it in for six. We will call you Karnak the Magnificent. I'm trying here. I'm trying to teach you guys a little bit about football today. Point two seconds left to go on the clock. Two-tenths of a second left to go. They've got the ball at the eight-yard line, and just what the doctor ordered, Dr. Watson, and that is a turnover, and that will the clock will start, and that will do it for the end of the third quarter of play. I like that Dr. Watson, Dave. As we head into the fourth quarter, your score, it's now Bluffton 29, Mount St. Joe 24. It was seventh grade, February. I was at a friend's birthday party, but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is, it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Well, as we head into the fourth quarter of play, it is 29-24. Bluffton on top of it, but the Lions have just come away with a big, big turnover. First interception of the afternoon thrown by Bluffton, and the Lions have it. First and ten at their own eight-yard line. Got to figure out a way to capital here. capitalize here, Dave. Tomlin hands it off to Presswood. That Presswood might be in the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, right up the midfield straight. And he takes it across the 30 to the 32-yard line. Gain of 24 on the carry and the best run by Presswood in two weeks. That might be the one, that's one of the better runs the Lions have had all year. Um, that thing opened like a, like a, the part of like the Red Sea. And Presswood did a very good job. Oh, Absolutely. Reading the hole and getting it upfield. And there he goes again. Presswood there right up the again. middle. Big hole to the 40, 45, 50. Breaks into the clear to the 40 of Bluffton territory. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown into the corner of the pylon. I tell you what, Michael Tucker is the reason that touchdown happened. He hustled his tail off to get out in front of Nuke and block that last guy that had to beat it. Nuke cut it right behind him. He made a man miss at the 45. That was a phenomenal run and a phenomenal play. And look at the Lions. team. Look at the Lions on the sideline all running up to Tucker to congratulate him on that block. Football players know when someone that he's not supposed to make that play. A receiver's not supposed to be 50 yards down the field blocking. And there he was making a winning football play. That's what Tyler Hopperton is talking about when he teaches these kids about the hunt. It's making the plays when, every, when nobody's watching. Making that important play. 
Uh, Jerry Porter added the PAT like that was even a question for Jerry Porter right now. <laughs> but I, I'm so impressed with the effort of Michael Tucker. I know Michael actually had a bit of a du- bit of an issue earlier this week in practice, and he was he was he sat for the first series of the game because of some things that happened, which we're not sure of, but. That's what endears kids to their team. That's what Tyler Hopperson has brought to this football team. He has brought the fact that these kids care about one another. He is hustling his tail off to get down there and make a play for his man, and that is unbelievable. That's what football is all about, that play by that wide receiver. 31-29 the score. Bluffton now down on the scoreboard. The Lions have taken the lead for the first time here in the second half with 14-29 left to go in the ballgame. And the man, the myth, the legend, Jerry Porter, get ready to pound another one off. So Porter will kick it off from his own 40, 35-yard line. Boy, what a big, big run by Presswood. He's now got, he's over 100 yards today on that run. 68 yards, 11 carries, 116 yards on the ground today for Presswood. Porter will kick it off. And it's a high end-over-end kick that will be taken in by Campbell at his 5. He's going to cut it right up the middle to the 15, to the 20. And he'll be hit and dropped right at the 22-yard line. Great play coming down on special teams by Julius Fisher, a freshman defensive back. A lot of freshmen getting into the ball game today, Blake. Especially on special teams, and that's been big for the Lions. I mean... They, they, I think they've done pretty well in uh, starting field position, except for that last drive where they took it from a two, and a couple of new Presswood runs gets us in. But they've done a good job today on special teams. Absolutely. Now Bluffton, first time in the second half, they are down on the scoreboard with 14:23 left to go in the ball game. It's 31:29, Lions on top of it. Next week we're at Manchester, 1:30 kickoff. Spees is going to throw a bubble screen out to the left-hand side to Roberson. Roberson cuts it back to the left, to the 25, to the 30, to the 35, and he'll be run out of bounds outside the 35, out to the 38-yard line, a 16-yard reception. He ran about 50 yards. I'll tell you what, before the game, I thought Michael Roberson might have just been one of those numbers guys that doesn't do a lot, just catches a lot of balls. I am very impressed. This guy's a good football player. That should have been stopped for maybe a one or two yard gain. He turns it into 15 by going to the complete other side of the field. Boy, you're right. And he's made a couple of NFL caliber catches today. He's a really, really good football player. First and 10 out to the 38 yard line. Spies is going to keep it himself on the left side. He'll be hit behind the line and dropped for a two yard loss. That's a really good tackle. Is that, that's, Gavin Edmondson again. He's having a really good game today. Coming up from his safety position to make that stop behind the line. I'll tell you what, early in the season we thought safety might be a concern for the Lions. And <laughs> to this point in the year it has not been. They have been very, very good. Peyton Williams and Gavin Edmondson are very good football players. Blake, Spice was taken down about the 35-yard line. They've got, they said his forward progress was stopped at the 38. I, uh, it gave I, him three yards. I don't understand. Handoff goes to Roberson around the he's right side. He's going to throw it deep. Now he can't find anybody. He cuts it back to the left side to the 40, and he's going to be hit right there. Got away from a tackle to the 45 and dives to the 47. Boy, as, as much running as he did, the Lions did a great job of defending that play. I, if he got a, his hand on the ball and threw it right away, number five was wide open. But he held on to it just too long. It looked like it might have slipped in his hand. And Tyler Hanna got over the top of him. Nine, or, that, or that was a touchdown. Nine-yard gain. It's third and one. Ball out to the 47-yard line. 12:49 and running left to go. It's a two-point Lions lead. Crowd coming to life here. 
Dave. Uh, watch the quarterback run here. Spies moves Dickey off to his right. Out of the shotgun. Rolls to the right. Shovel pass inside. And it goes to the 50-yard line to the 49-yard line to Kalis Arnold. They've been shutting that shovel pass up the whole game. And it's ne- it hasn't broken any big ones, but every time they've ran it, it's been at least marginally successful. And that gave him the first down. Ball at the 48-yard line in Lions territory. 12-20 remaining in the ballgame. 31-29, Lions lead it. Spies moves Dickey off to the right. Ball in the center of the field in Lions territory. Handoff, fake handoff. Dickey. Now Spies keeps it around the left-hand side. Bottled up, cuts to his right, and he's going to be brought down at the 46. There is absolutely no chance there wasn't a hold on that play. No chance. And now Spies is going to leave the ball game. He got hurt, I believe. Boy, he left the ball game quickly and gets off to the sideline, and he is down on the sideline. Shoulder. And Coke is into the ball game now. He's the backup quarterback. Coke is a junior, 6'3", 190-pounder from West Harrison, Indiana. And he takes over on second down, eight yards to go. So Coke in a QB, and they are looking. And they go to the air right away. And he will. He's going to throw the ball down the middle, and it is incomplete. That's another pass. That's only about the second time, maybe the third time today, Blake, that a quarterback for Bluffton has targeted somebody other than Chase or or Roberson. Yeah, I mean, and I'm really shocked that they went to that play call. The kid hasn't played all, all the whole game, and you go to a pass on his first snap, I figured it might be a quick run, try to get back on schedule, but now you're looking at third and seven, and you almost have to throw it here. He is a junior. A lot of noise from the crowd. Third and eight. Coke into the ball game now. Drops back, straight back, looks up the right side, trying to go to Roberson. He's double covered in the passing. Almost intercepted on the play by Tyler Hanna, but it just went through his fingertips, incomplete, and it's fourth down for Bluffton. Tyler Hanna's got to pick that ball off, but either way, it works out. We get the ball back, and the Lions got to run the football game. Hopefully, Nuke will have another good series. And you've got Spies still over on the sideline, and they are really looking him over. Not sure if it was a shoulder, an arm, whatever, but boy, he came right up after that run and ran to the sideline immediately and then dropped on the sideline. So Watkins will come in to punt the football away. Again, a slow snap from center. Watkins is going to get it away. Spiral kick, wobbly kick, hits inside the 10, inside the 5, and downed at the 1. 45-yard punt with 11.09 left to go. In this football game, it is Mount St. Joe 31, Bluffton 29. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, 11.09 left to go in this ball game, and the Lions are pinned back in their own territory, and they get the ball right up the middle on first and ten from their own two-yard line. That's Hastings, and he'll take it out to the three after a yard gain. Just trying to give the Lions some daylight with their backs up against their own goal line. Now Presswood is back into the ball game, and Hastings will leave. That's one thing I hate about spread offense. You can't go under center and just hand it to a back. 
it, it makes it feel a lot more uncomfortable. 10.40 and running. Left to go. It is now second down. Nine yards to go. Tomlin looks out to the left. Complete to Martin. Martin at the 9 to the 10. And he's at the 11. Dives forward. He's close to a first down, but ends up about a yard shy. Seeing a lot of the young Lions uh, skill position players do a lot more today than they have in the previous games. Obviously, we've said Grayson's had a good game. Um, Nukes had a really good game. And now DJ Martin making a big catch there. That shows a lot of faith from Chayton to throw that ball. Tomlin on third down and a yard to go. Fake handoff. Throws out to Martin again at the 15 complete and dropped down immediately. Four-yard completion on the play, but it's still a first down for the Lions. If you're going to give him a five, six-yard cushion, Chayton Tomlin's going to pick you apart with these quick little passes. Martin's got three catches on the afternoon for close to 49 yards today. We're under 10 minutes of running left to go in the ballgame. Bluffton looking for their first win of the year. Mount St. Joe, their second and first in the Heartland Conference. Presswood in the backfield. He gets the handoff up the middle. Now cuts to the left on the near hash mark up to the 20-yard line. Gain of about five on the play for Nuke. He's over 100 yards rushing today, 121 to be exact. That's again, that's we've said it a few times in this broadcast. That's exactly what the coaches have been talking about with Nuke. Is, you know, don't try to break everything. And then you do that, and then you get runs like you did on the last drive when, when they open themselves up. Um, just get what it's, you're supposed to get on that play. 9.20 left to go in the ball game. Second down, four yards to go for the Lions. Hand off to Presswood. Across the 20, out to the 25, 26. They'll spot him at the 26, just tied with 27. He's got a gain of six yards on the carry and another first down. Now the Lions is content to just move the chains. The, the offensive line is starting to impose their will a little bit. The other good thing is we haven't seen, I don't even see Dickafoos on the field. and hasn't been on the field in quite a while. No, you're right. He has been non-existent in this entire ball game. Hand off to Presswood across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. They've just run the same play three times in a row, Blake, and they've picked up at least seven or eight yards on each run, and now Presswood will come out and Hastings comes in. And I'll tell you right now, that play wasn't in the playbook a week ago. They, they noticed the same thing we noticed on the broadcast last week, is running backs running too much side to side. And get them downhill. you got two big 225-pound backs you got to get them downhill. Second down and a yard to go. Ball resting at the 36-yard line. Lions in their own territory. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws out to the left-hand side. Complete at the 40. Struggling forward. He's got the first down on the play. Nice. Nariah Brooks. Nariah Brooks. Yep. He makes it a little difficult because he changes numbers every week on us. <laughs> we'll remember him sometime. He's the one that looks like Gerald McNeil. He's a tough little guy. Yep, they the get him the ball in space, and he makes somebody miss. He's, he's, he's really fast. First down, ball at the 40-yard line. Lions took this ball over at their own two. Handoff up the middle to Hastings, and Hastings is going to take it across the 40, up to the 43-yard line. Click, 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 click. That's all we want that clock to do is keep clicking. So Hastings with another three-yard carry. Second down, seven yards to go. 7.40 remaining in this football game. Lions will be on the road next week after this two-game homestand at Manchester. Lions are facing a five, six-man box. They're just going to keep running the football if they keep doing this. Second nope. down seven. Tomlin throws out to the left, and it is incomplete to Brooks. Threw it right at Brooks' feet. Brooks didn't get his head around quick enough, but Chayton can't make that throw there. 7.22 clock stops on the incompletion. 
Brooks now will go wide right. The line's a slot right. Tucker wide right. Martin comes out wide left. Presswood's back into the ball game now for the Lions, and Hastings is out on third down and eight. I haven't seen much of Roberts in a few drives. And Zikafus is back into the ball game now for Bluffton. Lined up on the right linebacker spot. Tomlin with the play clock dwindling down. Looking at everything, and the ball gets down, the play clock gets down to one, and the Lions will have to call a timeout. So we'll keep it right here with 7.22 remaining to go in the ball game. It's a 31-29 lead for Mount St. Joe. But this is a big, big play, Blake, on third down and eight yards to go. Absolutely. Um, the Lions can find a way to pick this up. This is going to go a long way to salt this game away. Um, I don't look for them to shy away from this moment. I look for them to try to get this first down and, and try to score more points. They're slowing down, but their offense is just being more effective. Um, it's not, they're not having to go after the big plays because they're doing a better job running the football and, and grinding the clock away. So hopefully they can pick this first down up and keep moving. Franklin's beating up on Defiance this afternoon, 35-12. to 12. Elsewhere in the conference, it is Hanover, still leading 15-10 to 10 over Rose Holman. Those are the scores that we have so far here this afternoon, the updates. 7.22 after that timeout. The Mount has two timeouts remaining. Third down, eight yards to go from their own 43. Hastings in the backfield with Tomlin. Dropping back, Tomlin looking up the right-hand side. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Complete and then incomplete this foul. Are they going to call a hit on a defenseless receiver Boy, at definitely. Point? I mean, that is a penalty. Sproul was way up in the air, and the defender came in and speared him with his helmet right in the right rib section. That's, that's a penalty. That's... That is what they put the rules in the book for to protect a defenseless receiver and if Sproul wasn't a defenseless receiver on that play Blake nobody has ever yeah I mean he's completely extended I mean there's no other definition of a defenseless receiver fourth down eight yards to go and Porter bobbled the snap still gets the punt away and it's a boomer and he takes him all the way back inside the 10 where he fair catches it at the 10 yard line is there anything this kid can't do Jerry Porter is <laughs> I can't do anything but laugh about how good this kid is. That's a forty seven yard punt after bobbling the snap. Yeah, That's kick, the only thing he's done wrong this year. Kicked it off balance. He, the only thing he's done wrong is kick it too good. <laughs> he get, takes his helmet off and sets it off next to the kicking net and then shakes his head like I don't know how I dropped that ball. And I don't know how I pounded it fifty yards either. <laughs> so it's first and ten for Bluffton at their own eleven yard line. 31-29, the Mount with the lead with 7.08 left to go. And Coke is still in the ball game at quarterback. And the handoff goes around left-hand side. Fumble on the play, and he had to pounce right back on it. The running back, Dominic, or Tim Booth, excuse me. Tim Booth dropped the handoff, and then he fell right down on it at the one-yard line. That was almost a safety. And now there's a player down. for Tavon Robertson. It's got, my guess is probably cramps. Well, his helmet is off even. I think he took it off. Boy. He's coming off the field under his own power. Hop is out there looking at him along with the trainer, and 
They're saying just take your time getting off the field, but it almost looks like it might be something to do with his right shoulder. But he's going to jog himself off the side. The trainers are trying to get him to slow down. I just saw in the replay, it didn't look, there was no contact. I don't know. He goes off underneath his own power. He looks okay as he gets to the sideline, though. I got a feeling he's not going to fit long. Tavon's pretty tough kid. So, well, now the officials are, was there a timeout call? Other than the injury timeout, because both teams are near their sideline and the officials are getting some water. I think it was an official timeout just for the uh, for the injury. But and they're just taking their time getting back out onto the field. Now the head referee says, "Let's start the play clock over," so they'll mark it up to 40. Well, we don't. What we really didn't mention is that ended up being a loss of what about nine on that play? About nine, all the way back to it's going to be second down and 19 yards to go. They need to get out to the 22-yard line. Yeah, they're inside their own two here, so Coke good, good spot for a big play here. Coke the quarterback. Spees still out of the ball game. Nope, that is Spees back in. Spees is going to look over the middle, and it is complete to Roberson. Oh, he's got a lot of room to the 40, to the 50. He's trying to outrun it. That's not even Robertson. That is another wide receiver across the 30 to the 25-yard line. That's Kenyon Camden. Camden, the 6'1", 180-pound junior out of Elmwood in Wayne, Ohio. And he just took it up the field, and he'll be downed at the 25-yard line. That's a 56-yard reception. Boy, he just broke open it over the middle. And Camden, his first catch of the afternoon, takes it all the way down to the Mount St. Joe 25-yard line. It was Freddie Price in coverage who was in for the injured Tavon Robertson. Um, and they picked on him right away. They knew where he was. Spies is back into the ballgame. So whatever it was, maybe he hit his funny bone. It might on... have been a shoulder stinger. Spies. Running the option, shovel pass inside to Roberson, covered up immediately by the Lions, and he's dropped at the 25-yard line. Roberson's not feeling real well. It's Nolan Miller, and it looked like uh, Nate Stone collapsed on him. Boy, he's, not, they, he's not feeling good. That was a Roberson sandwich, Blake. We, we needed to eat some of that Roberson sandwich at some point today. 5.55 left to go in the ball game. Your score, it's now Mount St. Joe. 31, Bluffton 29. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.com. Edu slash MBA. 5.55 left to go in this ballgame. 31-29. And Roberson is still down on the field, but now they've got him up on his feet, and he'll walk off. And He's probably wondering what zip code he's in right now. It might have just been the wind knocked out of him. He kind of got sandwiched where that, that middle of your chest just really hurts when two guys hit you on the shoulder at the same time. He got crushed. Yeah, he got crushed by two big guys. So it'll be second down. They're going to spot him at the 26-yard line, so that's actually a loss of about a yard. That's a big play for the Lions. Second and 11 from the Lions, 26. Keep him out of the end zone here, and I like our chances. Spies, 21 of 37, just under 400 yards passing. Spies, back in after he left the last series, 
with an injury. Now moves Campbell off to his right. Ball in the middle of the field. Five and a half minutes left to go in running. And now it's going to be a delay of game taken, called by the back judge. And that helps the Lions. Not sure what Spies was looking at. I mean, he's got the play clock right in front of him. He's a junior. He should know that the play clock's got to be running down. Well, and you're coming off of a, a official timeout, too. There should have been no reason that play shouldn't have got in plenty of times. 5.27 left to go. Spies checks with the offensive lineman, now backs up into the shotgun. Moves Campbell off to the left. Trips to the far side. Dropping back, Spies gets the snap. Looks up the right side. He's going to be hit at the 27 and dropped at the 25 by Dustin Applegate, and his helmet came off, so he'll have to leave. Pretty soon universities are going to offer a major on how to put helmets back on. <laughs> Third and ten. Third down, ten yards to go. Big play right here for the Lions. Got to gotta find a way to keep him out of the end zone. Ball at the 25. Roberson is in the ball game. Looks like he's out wide to the left-hand side. Another big turnover here would be huge. Campbell moves off to the right. Spies drops back, looking upfield, up the left-hand side, and he throws a dying duck out of bounds. It'll bring up fourth down. And will they go for the field goal in the lead, or are they going to go for it on fourth down here and ten? They have to kick the field goal. It would be a 42-yarder. He's already kicked two 41-yards. Yeah, and you're t- it's fourth and ten. It's not fourth and two. If it's fourth and two, I can see trying to go for it. but and They're bringing in the field goal yeah, unit. They have to. They're down by two, 4.56 remaining to go in the game. 31-29, Mount St. Joe. Koch is the holder. He's the backup quarterback. Watkins with two 41-yarders. This one will be a 42-yarder. Here's the snap. Here's the kick. It is it long enough. It is no good. It was short. 4.51 left to go in the ball game. Your score. It's Mount St. Joe 31, Bluffton 29. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. So Watkins just short on his field goal attempt from 42, and the Lions have the football at their own 25-yard line, leading it by 2, 31-29. Steady dose of new Presswood right here. Let's go. Presswood in the backfield. Fake handoff. Throw out to the left-hand side, and it is complete to Martin at the 28-yard line. That almost made your heart stop. Woo! I got a little bit of... That corner broke on that ball in a hurry, and it made me a little nervous, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. Three-yard completion on the play. Chayton, I love you, kid, but do not do not do that again. Ball just shy of the 28-yard line. Second down and seven yards to go. Clock running. Two timeouts left for both ball clubs. Tomlin taking his time at the line. Play clock at 10. He's got Presswood right behind him. Now he'll take the snap from center. And the handoff of the middle of Presswood up to the 30-yard line. And he'll be stopped right there at the 31. I will say one thing about the officials today. They have been consistent. Whenever somebody has been down, they take another step forward and spot the ball. (laughs) 
completely agree. Now it's benefiting us, so I'm in good shape. Third down, four yards to go. Ball at the 31. Trips out to the far side. Ball on the near hash mark. Presswood. In the backfield with Tomlin. Tomlin looking things over. Play clock at 10. He's looking over the sideline, trying to drain the clock for as much as he can. Three and a half minutes left to go and running. Now the play clock under five. Now he'll take the snap. Hand off to Presswood. Got the first down to the 35, 40, 45, 15. He'll be hogtied and brought down at the 49-yard line into Bluffton territory. Nuke Presswood with a monstrous run right there. Here comes big Corey Hastings. 22-yard run on third and four or five. And that's all you can ask for there. Now we can kill at least two more minutes off the clock. 15 carries, 140 yards today for Presswood. Bluffton's going to have to think about start using them timeouts here pretty soon. Well, three, two left? Two left. There's three minutes left to go in the ball game. Ball in Bluffton territory at the 49. Lions trying to milk his clock for all it's worth. Play clock down to seven. Tomlin takes the snap. Looks to his right. He's going to throw the ball in the fade to Roberts. Roberts has got it at the 20, and then he drops the football. Nice defensive play, though, out there by the Bluffton defender to strip the ball away. It's a great defensive play, but there's no reason to call that there. You've got to run the football. They were going for the kill. And I understand that that makes sense, but it's two and a half minutes left. If, If you run three times and then kick it back, they're getting the ball back with 40 seconds left. 50 seconds left, and you got Jerry Porter to pin him deep. I, I, I'd run it, and if you pick up the first down, it's a ball game. If you don't, then punt it away and let your defense win it for you. 2.47, clock stopped. Tomlin with Presswood in the backfield. Presswood gets the handoff, and he's going to be hit for a yard loss back to midfield, and now Bluffton will use a timeout. Then, then, then you just open that up for them. If you run it on a first down, they may or may not have used one. And it's, it's just not a smart play. So Bluffton uses their first of their remaining two timeouts. So they will have one left with 2.42 remaining to go in the ball game. I got a feeling the way Tomlin is coming off the field, that might have been something that he checked to, looking yeah. at the coaching staff. Yeah, I can, I can believe it knowing the quarterback situation the way I do. You know, that's the good thing about Tomlin. He can do this stuff, and as we talk to the coaches, you can get upset at him, and he doesn't take it personally. He just no. continually moves along his job and does it the way he thinks he should. Senior defensive end, Nolan Miller, the offense is out there huddled up around Coach Coral and Coach Good, our offensive line coach, and number 15, Nolan Miller, just jumps in the middle of them and starts hyping the kids up. He, he, he wants this first down. Boy, this has just been a good old-fashioned college football this game. It's been a fantastic football game against two pretty solid football teams. 31-29, your score. The mount on top of it. Tomlin with an empty backfield now. Line Got goes the five formation. wide here, yep. Yep, five wide. Tomlin looking things over on third and one. Might be a quarterback sneak here. Tomlin takes it. He's going to keep it himself right up the middle. He's got the first down to the 45, cuts to the left, and dives forward to the 40. They'll mark him down at the 41-yard line. Just short. Just short. And it'll be fourth down and a yard to go. And do you leave it up to Jerry Porter, or do you go ahead and go for it? I, I give, if, if they needed a touchdown to beat you, I'd go for it. But if they need a field goal, I'd put my best football player on the field and let him point it down there. Boy, Hop's thinking about it. You could see him down there on the sideline. They're and taking. They're, yeah. You're going to go for the punt. They have to. 
You, Jerry Porter has been the best football player on your team so far this year. You win, let him win the football game for you right here with a punt to the one. Ball, the play clock is down to five. The referees are holding it up. Mount's going to have to take a timeout, or are they going to go ahead and let it? They almost may have been better off just letting them take the delay of game penalty and giving Porter another five yards. But they'll take the timeout. That'll leave them with one left with a minute 52 to go in the ballgame. We'll take one also. 152 left to go. Your score. It's now Mount 31, Bluffton 29. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAPS has the NFL Sunday ticket for the different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. Boy, the crowd really picking it up now, exhorting this team. And are they going to go for it? They're going to go for it. They take a quarter off the field, and they're bringing Tomlin and Presswood on the field. It's fourth down and two. I love it, Tyler. Ball at the 41-yard line. They need to get to the 39. Presswood in the backfield with Tomlin. Big play here. Tomlin, hand off to Presswood. Struggles forward. He's going to be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage. They're going to mark him at about the 40-yard line. So they come up shy by a yard, and now the defense has got to hold with 147 remaining. Chayton's got to keep that there. If Chayton keeps that, it's a 15-yard game. So it's first down 10. Lions turn it over on downs at the 41-yard line of Bluffton. And Bluffton has one timeout left. Let's see where Roberson is. He is wide to the left. Campbell, the single setback behind Spies, moves off to the right. Spies takes the snap. Handoff, fake handoff. Now throws out to the left, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Espicia, and Espicia was tied up by Tyler Hanna. So it's incomplete, second and ten. 142 left to go in the game. Now into the ball game is another receiver. That's Adam Duncan. Duncan's had a big day today. Receiving for Bluffton. Second down, 10 yards to go from their own 41. Ball game in the balance. Roberson's going to move in motion to the far side. Dropping back his piece after the low snap. Now runs the ball up the middle. He's going to cut it to the 45 and drop down at the 47-yard line. Maybe maybe the 48 is where they'll mark him down his forward progress. Gain of eight yards on the carry. It'll bring up second down, maybe a third down, and a long two. It's a good play by Spies there. Um, a really good play by Robertson not to hit him when he slid. 125 and running left to go in the ballgame. Now 120. Spies drops back on third and three. Looks out to the left, and it is incomplete. Or is it caught? It was caught. Caught on the play by Kenyon Camden. He's got the first down at the 40-yard line of the mound. Outstanding coverage there by Tavon. Just couldn't get his hand on the ball. One eleven left to go in the ball game. Each team has one timeout left. Clock running after the completion. One minute to go now. Low snap. Spies is going to throw it up the left-hand side to Camden again. And it is, is it incomplete or is it intercepted? They're going to give it to Bluffton. 
Camden Jadel with the football. Tavon Robertson has got the football. He intercepted that ball, came away with it, and the referees are going to give it to Bluffton. That's a, I don't understand how you make that call. I don't either. Boy, he came, ripped that ball right out of there. He on the obviously reception. didn't have possession of it if our corner came down with the football. Unbelievable. 55.9 seconds to go. First and 10 from the Mounts. 19 for Bluffton. They're down by two. Dropping back is Spies. Spies runs to the right. He's going to be hit, and it's going to be incomplete as he tried to dump it off on the right-hand side to Chase. Esposicia, excuse me. Esposicia, he tried to get that football to. 50.5 seconds to go in the game. I'm really surprised that Bluffton's not just running the football and getting as close as they can before they kick the field goal. That pass is asking for dangerous things. Second and ten. They may not have a lot of confidence in Watkins. I know they've gone for a couple of 41-yarders and even a 42, but the way they called that play, it's almost like they don't have any confidence in Watkins. Second down 10 from the 19 of Mount. Dropping back Spies. Spies is going to throw it out to the right-hand side, and it's going to be thrown out of bounds. Esposicia cut in, and Spies thought he was cutting out. Oh, that was just a little bit more room on that sideline. Tavon picks it off. Or, I mean, Tyler Hain, I apologize. Third down, 10 yards to go, 45.8 seconds left in the ballgame. It is 31-29, Mount St. Joe. This has been a defensive struggle. It was 29-24 at the half. One touchdown in this second half scored by the Mount, and they've got the two-point lead. Spees on third and 10 from the 19, and now, I believe... Bluffton is going to take a timeout, and they will. Now they have to. They have to throw it. That'll be their last timeout. Yeah, that'll bring up if they throw an incompletion, it's fourth down. If they run the football, they can't go up and stop the clock. If they come up short, they'd have to get their field goal unit on the field very quickly. And the Lions have a timeout. So if they run the football and the Lions get a stop, you call the timeout right away, and then you get the ball back with at least 40-something seconds left. And with the equipment our offense struck in the first half, it's not a outside the realm of possibility. A big sack here would be really nice. Yep, there are absolutely no timeouts left now for Bluffton. Boy, next week we're at Manchester. This is the opening game of the Heartland Conference, and if the rest of them are like this, you and I are going to have gray hair by the end of the season. If I had any hair at all. That's a good point. I'm, I'm telling you what, I got heartburn. I need a roll right now. Here we go. Spies on third down and ten from the 19 of the mound. Down by two. Puts Roberson in motion. Fake handoff. Now Roberson's got it. He wants to throw it into the end zone. Can't find anybody. He's going to be hit at the 20 and drop for a yard loss. 38 seconds left to go. And now there's a timeout on the field. And it was a called by Mount. And it was called by Mount with 35.6 seconds to go in the ball game. Ty Hopperton using the timeout. And now Bluffton has got an opportunity to kick a 37-yard field goal to take the lead in the ball game. The fans are not real happy with this with that call, but you have to call the timeout there. If he hits a field goal with three seconds left, you don't get the ball back. At least here you get an opportunity. If he makes this field goal, you get a chance. You'll have your the ball with 37 seconds left. No timeouts, but crazier things have happened. If and you don't you get the ball back, you can't win. And you've got Tomlin running the offense, and he loves that empty set. Loves an empty, loves it wide open. He 
yeah, I, I mean, I take my chances. You have to give your offense the opportunity to get the football back. Well, this may be the ball game right here. Watkins has hit two 41-yarders. He has missed from 42, and he's drilled a 17-yarder. 31-29. This one will be marked at the 27-yard line, so it will be a 37-yard attempt. Again, it's a D3 level. That's not a gimme. Poke the holder. Ball in the near hash mark. So he's got the fade. A lot of movement on the line. Nothing called. Ball snapped. Watkins kick is no up. Good. It's going to be wide. Going good. Oh it went God. right inside the upper left-hand corner of the upright. He made that by about four inches. That was as close as you can be to missing. I'm not sure what the defenders on the mount are talking to the official about, but they were arguing with the officials. So now there's 28.8 seconds left to go in the ballgame. It's 32-31. Now, here's the question. Where do you have to be on the field in order to give Jerry Porter an opportunity to kick a field goal? On the field. That's all you need to be. Jerry Porter is the best there is. You just got to get close. Um, I'd say probably I'd be feel comfortable, Jerry, from 45 and in. I know in talking to Hop earlier this week, he felt that Porter, last week, Porter thought he'd be good from anywhere 52 and in. Yeah, I, I mean, which, I'd be very comfortable 45 and in. I mean... Which means you've got to get the football down inside the 40 to the 45-yard line. Yep, I think that's, that's a good spot. Um, hopefully we can get a big return here. And I see Porter walking around the sideline without his helmet on. I hope he knows where it is. He does. He, there are no timeouts he's left. He's already practicing for a 52-yarder right now. Glines and Tucker are back set to return this from Watkins, and he just squeezed that one in the left upright. Now Martin is going to go back with Tucker, and Glines is going to come up on the left up-back position. Coach Opperson's bringing the, the sure-handed Glines up for this pooch kick that they're expecting. 28.8 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Somewhere this one's going to be a heartbreaker for one of these two ball clubs. This has been one outstanding college football game. Watkins taking his time, kicking this thing off, and now he'll approach the football, and he will kick it short, and it'll be taken in by Conlon, and Conlon's going to take it to the 25, out to the 30, to the 33, to the 34-yard line. Why is the clock still running? 23.3 seconds left to go in the ball game, and that is where the Mount will take it over. They've got to get about 25 yards to get into Porter territory. They're going to spot him at the 35, so that's where it will be set down. So they need to get about 30 yards, 25 to 30 yards to get into Porter territory. No timeouts left, 23.3 seconds to go. Trips to the near side, ball on the far side, empty backfield. Roberts is out wide right, glides slot right. Tomlin, with no TOs left, drops straight back, looking up the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Glines and just led him too far, and the ball popped in the air and fell to the ground. Got, got to get it to the sideline here. I love that they're trying the middle of the field because you expect them not to defend that, but it's got to get out of bounds. 18.7 seconds to go. Second and 10, but really the downs right now don't matter. Just the clock does. 35-yard line, second and 10. Tomlin looking things over defensively. Just three down linemen for Bluffton. They come forward. Now Tomlin's going to run it up the middle, gets away. Looking upfield, he's got a receiver, and it'll be intercepted by Bluffton, and he'll drop down at the 50-yard line. 
and that should do it. 9.9 seconds left to go, and Bluffton will win this football game, their first of the year, and they will go 1-0 in the Heartland Conference, and that sends everybody to the exit here at Schuler Field. Tough loss, man. Uh, Lions play pretty well. This young football team is hurting themselves in the worst way. Uh, the two bad, bad turnovers on the kickoffs in the first half are completely attributed to this loss. Um, obviously, one of them directly relates to a touchdown. As Bluffin goes into victory formation and wins the football game with a kneel down. So Spies takes the kneel down, runs out the clock. That's the ball game. Your final score here this afternoon. It is Bluffton 32, Mount St. Joe 31. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this timeout. Jim Lachey, Ohio State football All-American and NFL Super Bowl champion on a cheap. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point average, fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teaches leadership, character, and provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game. And remember to always keep the student first and student athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the sign, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at NoKidHungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Well, a very disappointing loss here this afternoon at Schuler Field for the Mount St. Joe Lions. They have now lost two in a row after winning their opening game at Capitol on the first week of the season. Mount St. Joe drops to 1-2 and two overall. They are 0-1 in conference play. Meanwhile, Bluffton, they are now 1-2 and two overall, and they are 1-0 and oh in the Heartland Conference. So Bluffton wins for the second consecutive year over the Mount St. Joe Lions. And it was really a defensive struggle. 29-24 at the half. And then Bluffton, in the fourth quarter, gave up a Nyquan Presswood 68-yard touchdown run. Jerry Porter kicked it, and that was the only touchdown in the second half with 14:25 left to go in the ball game. And Bluffton had a 31 to Bluffton was down on the scoreboard. Mount St. Joe had a 31 to 29 lead, and then a very, very big decision by Ty Hopperton, and he'll probably go to sleep tonight, probably second-guessing himself. But on fourth and two. From near the 42-yard line, he decided to go for it on fourth and two and try to put a nail in the coffin of this one. And Nyquan Presswood was stopped right at the line of scrimmage, and that turned it over to Bluffton on downs. And that is where Bluffton then started their game-winning drive as they kicked a 37-yard field goal with 29 seconds to go. And that gave them the one-point victory this afternoon. 
32-31. to We'll be back to look at some of the team stats preview next week and sign off here at Schuler Field. We'll do that right after this final timeout. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. It's back to the road for the Mount St. Joseph Lions next week when they travel to Manchester for a contest with the Spartans. Every conference game is vitally important, especially to these teams who desperately want to win the Heartland Conference Championship. I'm Dave Mitchell. Next Saturday, the Mount St. Joseph Lions have a date with the Spartans. Join Blake Watson and I for all the action beginning with the pregame show at 1 and the kickoff at 1.30. It's Heartland Conference football at its finest. The Lions are at Manchester next Saturday at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And this loss definitely makes that game next week a very important ball game for the Lions as they go into it 0-1 in conference play and 1-2 and overall. Gives us an opportunity to check the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference. Franklin ended up winning it over Defiance 42-12 to this afternoon. Elsewhere, it is Rose Holman. They've come back from a big-time big time empty game, and they end up winning this ball game, or they, have, they are not winning it. It is down 31-22. to Rose Holman leading it over Hanover, 31-22 in the fourth quarter of play. Earlham is defeating Anderson by a score of 16-3 to in their ball game. Now, outside of the conference, you've got DePauw beating Hiram this afternoon, 55-28, to and the College of Worcester defeated Ohio Wesleyan this afternoon, 38-20 to in the ballgame. Mount Union over Marietta, 69-3. to Otterbein defeated Wilmington, 56-28. to And as we said, this one here this afternoon, it was 32-31. to Bluffton ends up winning it on a last-second, 29-second field goal by Jordan Watkins. Taking a look at some of the stats for this afternoon's ballgame, and Really, the time of possession is the thing that you really want to take a look at here this afternoon, and that's that's where the problems ensued in the ball game. If we can scroll back up here to the team stats in the ball game for the final score of 32 to 31, and when you look at the team stats, Bluffton time of possession it really evened up in the second half. Time of possession 35 minutes for Bluffton overall in the ball game compared to 25 for Mount St. Joe. But it really evened up in the second half of play. Total offense in the ball game. Well, when you look at that, that is where Mount St. Joe really had a problem here this afternoon. When you look at the total total offense today, total yards 564 for Bluffton compared to 430 for Mount St. Joe in the ball game. But the, it was a defensive struggle in the second half and an offensive show in the first half. 29-24 at the end of the first half. And then the final score ended up being 32-31. to Bluffton wins it here this afternoon. Lions, well, they'll be back on the road next week against Manchester. We'll be on the road. Blake and I will be with you on the pregame show at 1 o'clock next Saturday afternoon. And hopefully it'll be a better story on the Saturday afternoon for the Mount St. Joe Lions. Our thanks to Steve Radcliffe and Blake Watson for helping us out here this afternoon. Ty Hopperton, also the head coach of the Mount. 
helping us out. Denny Dorrell over at Bluffton for helping us out here this afternoon also. Also, too, the two players that we interviewed here this a- for this afternoon's ball game, it, uh, Nolan Miller and also Colby Webb. And we can't say enough about the absence of Colby Webb here this afternoon. Hopefully he'll be able to get back on the field next week. But most of all, our thanks to you for listening here this afternoon to our broadcast. Your final score, once again, it was Bluffton 32, Mount 31. For Blake Watson, I'm Dave Mitchell. Have a good afternoon, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. Mount St. Joseph University. The Wishbone on Delhi. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.